this is the Man's Man Film Review. And now your hosts, Tom and Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Joe, are you ready to feel the van damage? Damn right. Damn straight. Or damn straight. There you That's go. That's all good. That all works. It all very excited. It's great to have Van Dam on the podcast. Yeah, it was a long time coming. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, should we jump into what we've recently seen? Get going right away? Welcome sure. to the Man's Man Film Review. We're just jumping right into things here this week. <laughs> We're not wasting any time. Absolutely not. What Even though the show will probably be an hour and 45 minutes long, but... Yeah. Have you actually seen something this week, Joe? I have. I saw a lot, actually. Really? Yes. Fantastic. Well, what do you, you can start. All right. Um, so I checked out Doctor Strange. We both have seen that. Which is fantastic. I agree. Um, I loved it. If you're going to head out to the theaters um, before uh, Fantastic Beast hits on the 18th, check out Doctor Strange. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was fantastic. It, it really reminded me a lot of Iron Man, just in uh, thematically, because it's kind of the same kind of character. Yeah. And, he starts and the, off as kind of the, the brash, arrogant guy, then yep. something happens to him, and then he, you know... It's, but that's great, because Iron Man was maybe... The best Iron, best Marvel movie. So. Oh, to date, yeah, easily. I mean, this probably isn't as good as the original Iron Man, but it's really entertaining. It's a great. Well, it's well done. It's very entertaining. It, it has yeah. a pretty cool story. Yep. Um, and um, I don't know. I mean, the the character arc is fantastic. Well, the thing that Marvel does best is they cast the best actors. They do. They don't just get like the biggest names. I mean, sometimes they are because Benedict Cumberbatch is like really big right now. Oh, right. But, you know, when they got Robert Downey Jr., he was kind of. Not really doing much of that. Like his comeback. Yeah, but I mean, they always get like the right person. They do. Like when Iron Man came out initially, I was kind of like, I don't want to see an Iron Man movie. That sounds stupid because Iron Man's kind of a boring character. I thought. Then the movie was great. And then the movie was great. And when your Doctor Strange is coming out, well, that's going to bomb. Nobody's going to want to see that. They make it good. Yeah. So it's kind of the difference between Marvel and DC. Yep, totally. Because I remember, yeah, Thor for me back in the day too. I was like, God, Thor's Thor's stupid. Yeah, and even even Thor. I remember reading the comic books here and there as a kid. Yeah, um, but he wasn't as cool as like Hulk or anything like that. But yeah. to this to this day, they still can't get Hulk right outside of the Avengers movies. You know. Yeah. Um, well, Hulk just works in. I think Hulk works in small bits. I don't think you can have a Hulk movie. No, you cannot. They keep trying, and the last one was not great, but it was certainly better than the Ang Lee piece of shit. Oh yeah. But, it just, Ang Lee's movie has a, took Hulk, it way too serious. Yeah, Hulk has it's a like really a hard time of like having a full movie. It just I don't mm-hmm. know if they can sustain that character for a full movie. That's why I think it's, yeah. he works with the Avengers. Yep, you know, and, and they're still talking about making another one. I'm like, I think they should just stop. Oh yeah, stop. It. If if anything, you just have him come into like possibly Thor three. Yeah, maybe comes in, he helps Thor kick some ass. And yeah, I'm sure he's going to be back for the last Avengers, obviously. Infinity yeah. War Part 1 and 2, which, which I'm still pissed about that. Talk about a cash cow right Well, there. come on. I think those are going to be great. Though. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Got to make up for Avengers 2. Oh, my God. That was terrible. Age yeah. of Ultron. Age of, can I have my money back? Yeah, I, w- I wish. Yeah. But last thing I'll say about Doctor Strange, besides for definitely checking out, is it's worth it seeing the 3D version. I, I saw it in 2D, so I wouldn't mind going back and yeah, watching it Yeah, I'm actually going to see it again on IMAX. Okay, cool. IMAX is 3D. Nice. Yeah. But this usually they're not worth a 3D, but this one I felt was. You know when when he started going through those weird galaxy yeah. sequences, I was like, I bet that looks kick ass. Yeah, this one is worth the, the money if you like 3D, but you don't want to waste the extra money because usually it's kind of same worth with the cityscapes when that all started going in yeah. like kaleidoscope kind was, of mode. And I was all that. very happy with it. It, it reminded me of Inception a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Absolutely. But 
what it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it a lot and stayed for the end credits, obviously. Yeah, it, it was kind of cool because the end credit things also they both made sense to the movie. You didn't have to. Sometimes the end credit things, you have to really know Marvel comics. Right. Or, and these were just straight out. One of them related to the movie you just watched. And one, one of them related, and the other one I think was just for Thor the related. Thor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. I'm not spoiling anything. But yeah, probably everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, what? I doubt it. Yeah, but Doctor Strange. What's the new Thor movie called? The Reg, the Ragnarok, or something? Thor Rock and Roll? No, Thor Rang, Thor <laughs> what Rang, is it? Ragnarok or Ragnarok? I don't know. I can't. I, I still can't pronounce it. Damn. Right. Yeah, we'll just call it Thor Three. Right, yeah, that works for me. You know, Thor was a fun movie. I didn't really care for the sequel. It wasn't yeah, bad. I agree. Not as bad as Iron Man Two and Three. Oh God, yeah. um, those are just Iron Man Three sucks. I mean, I like I love Shane Black. Yeah, he's a great writer, but dude, that movie just blew. I still liked it better than two, but that's not saying much. Oh. Two sucked, but I would rather watch two over three. Wow, that's interesting. I, I, I know, I know, it's terrible. But. I don't, yeah, I, I guess we could debate that one, but I, I'm not saying. I Iron went Man, to my bed. Iron Man three was a disappointment because I was like, Shane Black is going to kick ass. Yeah, and, and it was kind of like it was not so much. No, no. Well, uh, what else? So yeah, Doctor Strange. Doctor um, Strange is the highest recommendation for me. Yep, definitely. And that was really the only one that I saw in the movie theater. Okay. The rest of them were just either rented on iTunes or we um, basically rented from the library. Yeah, I, I saw also saw Hacksaw Ridge, the Mel Gibson. Oh, how was that? I liked it a lot. Okay. It was good. I was mean, it violent? Very violent. Very violent. This is funny because this kind of ties in. Have you heard what Mel Gibson has said lately? No. Mel Gibson came out and talked about the Marvel movies and said the Marvel movies are more violent than any movie he's ever made. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Passion of the Christ, Braveheart. Apocalypto. Apocalypto, yeah. Okay. That was, this yeah. movie is Tops ridiculously violent. Okay. I'm trying to remember if it was, it might not have been as violent as Apocalypto, but it was It was very violent. I mean, basically when they start the war scenes, like they just show the, the battlefield, they, they, they're basically intestines after intestines laying okay, on the ground. Okay, laying all on the ground, yeah. okay. And... Which is funny because Mel Gibson validated it by saying, well, you care about all the characters in my movie. Well, so it's like, you know, you don't care about the characters in Marvel. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, they, yes, we do. Usually I really get behind Mel, but what he said here I thought was kind of crap. Yeah, no, nah, it's, um, no, nah, that, that kind of shit. It kind of reminds me of when Robert Downey Jr. started uh, Badmouth in DC yeah. with the Dark Knight at the time. Um, the Dark Knight was a better movie than Iron Man. Iron Man's a great movie. Yes. But The Dark Knight, I mean, that's probably the best superhero movie you'll ever see. It's very high today. up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember him trash talking and with Mel Gibson. It's I think like, that was back Just in stick the, to your yeah. own movie. It's not even part of a superhero, so just don't even... They probably tell him to do that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah. as for this movie, I really enjoyed it. If you like war movies, so I, do people really like war movies? I don't know. But Is it, it was, on the level of like Saving Private Ryan violence? Yeah, it was more, okay. it was more violent. More than violent this, than I that. Okay. Even, yeah, this. But basically, the movie uh, takes probably an hour to get to the battle scene. Okay. But then after that, I it's figured pretty, as much. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. Um, and this is and the movie just is based right. It's a true story. Yeah. Um, it's like a Christian, right? A Catholic yeah, individual that does not believe in doesn't using believe weapons. In, to, doesn't believe in. Yeah, he believes in the war. Okay. He wants to serve. He wants to be a medic. Right. But when they go to the, goes to the to become a, a soldier, they say he has to take a gun, and he's like, okay. Well, so. It, the first half of the movie is basically him dealing with that and seeing if he can actually go into the battle. Gotcha. But once they actually get to the battle, spoiler alert, he gets to the battle. Um, it was pretty intense. It was it was a good movie. I really liked it. I mean, Mel Gibson is a, a terrific director, I think. And he does oh, yeah. a really good job with this. 
and the battle sequences, like I said, are pretty pretty gruesome. Okay. So. Well, good. I think I'll have to check that out. Yeah, and Vince Vaughn was actually pretty good in it. Was he? He plays kind of a. Oh, right, Vince Vaughn. Plays the hard ass uh, kind of. Sergeant okay. in the movie, which is kind of against type. But I did a pretty good job. That's good. And the last good movie I've seen of uh, Vince Vaughn was Old School. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> well, I mean, the only problem with this movie is basically when he gets to the barracks, it's basically all of the the members of the group are basically such stereotypical characters. Okay. Like, it's the jock, and it's the sure. guy who runs around naked because he's ripped, and okay. it's the you know the guy from New York with the accent. And but you know what? It didn't matter. It's basically basically the character like these guys are screaming to get killed. You know, it's like, right? Yeah. But no, the movie's and his really master's good. Are gonna save them all. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it was definitely worth checking out. Cool. So two good movies I've seen there. Nice. But that's all I've seen. Uh, that's all have you seen? Yeah. Two okay. Theater movies, but um, that's all I've seen. You bastard! You saw nothing last time. So <laughs> what did you, you see at home? I never thought it was a busy, busy I, week, week and a half. It's all good. Um, okay, so Doctor Strange obviously in theater. Then iTunes they had a free rental for um, Leonardo DiCaprio's Before the Flood. Um, so I watched that documentary. Did, oh, the, I was like, what is that? I, oh, no, I remember that. I've heard yeah, that. it's, I don't even know why I bothered watching it. Because <laughs> it was free. Well, it's climate control, but yeah, it was free. Um, it's worth a view because it's free. I would not pay money to see this, um, you know, to hear in the, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's take. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, we're only watching this because you're an actor. You know, outside of that, you know, either it's really happening or it's just like a publicity stunt. Yeah. You know, but... Well, I love that he's he's such it was an environmental guy. Shot, that yeah. Even that he like he was uh, dating some new chick from Europe and he was flying back and forth just to see her. I'm like, yeah. So you're trying to protect the environment, but you don't mind just flying back and he forth. He mentioned he goes, like, you know, now my footprint is probably a lot larger than the average Joe, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Okay, at least sure he, at least he was admitting that. He, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. But Good. It's it's a it's interesting, you know. Check it out for free. Um, I, I rented the black hole. From the library. Wow. For free. There's an old school. I haven't I seen that in that a long, long time. Anthony and Perkins, right? It is as exciting as fucking watching a puddle dry. You see, I remember that as a kid. I remember this movie's boring. It's it's so slow. You know? Yeah. It's just funny watching Disney movies back in the day yeah. to what Disney has become now. Like everything Disney is putting out is just fucking phenomenal. Between Marvel movies and your Lucasfilm Star Wars productions, yeah. I mean, it's just and the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like well, both suck. Like, wow. Well, I mean, part <laughs> part one and the rest have been garbage. Two, I didn't mind so much, but they still are just cash cows, man. They yeah. just rakes in the dough. Um, so. Yeah, you're right. They're to- they're totally different. But I seem to remember the black hole being born. And I also remember I think it might have scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, it was it was kind of creepy. I remember the, you know it's still cool seeing Maximilian or whatever the hell the robots called that literally has blades that cuts into the humans that are on board and the, like the no faced humans that are stuck within the robots. It's so long, it's been so long. It's kind of like one of those movies. It's kind of hard to find these days. It's kind of just, just go to a library it, for free. You can rent them all for free at the it, library. Is it worth watching? Um. It's worth watching just to see it again. Okay. Um, you know, for for its time using the actual blue screens or whatever. I mean, it holds up pretty well. I, I seem to remember it looked pretty cool when I was a kid. John Barry still has a great score to the beginning of the movie. But yeah, he's usually really good. It's um, But for, for me, just to revisit it, because the last time I saw it was when I was you know a young little lad. But I'm like, Did you like it as a kid? I, I did. I did. I remember having the record... To it, but now watching oh, the record, like, I remember those things. My kids were like, "What? What are was we? It record, what is this shit?" And they literally ran out the room. It was, was a it record, one of those, like record and book things, or just the, re- I used to have the record in the book. Yeah. yeah, yep, those were the greatest, man. That was great. And man. then they had like actual dialogue from the movie. 
you know, they come across and they have the music playing. That is so awesome. So it was it was pretty cool to revisit it, but bored the shit out of me. Saw Sausage Party. Have you seen this movie? No. Piece of fucking shit. Really? You know, everybody shit on the interview, and I actually watched that on Netflix, and I fucking loved the interview. That was really funny. I thought it was all right. This movie was just shit. I heard that, because like, when it was coming up, I heard great word of mouth that this is great, and then it came out, and like a bunch of us said, it's awful. It's, I, I've heard like either love it or hate it. So. I, it I, think you just have to, I think you have to be in the mood for it. Um, obviously, I kind of... You weren't in the mood for a sausage party, is what you're saying? No, it was just... It was stupid. You know, it was. Well, I mean, what did you expect? Well, no, I, I expected at least some type of story. Yeah, was it really? You know? ra- was it pretty raunchy? Oh, very raunchy, very raunchy. I mean, he had fucking hot dogs running around, like, "Hey, baby, you want to fuck me?" You know, it's just, <laughs> he had a hard taco. who's horny. She's like, "I'm, I'm not the soft taco. I'm a hard taco. I'm horny." I'm oh like, my "Oh my god. god, this is just garbage, man." <laughs> The funniest part is the scene that you actually saw in the preview where the lady brings home the groceries and starts, you know, shredding the potato, throws it in the boiler, and she starts chopping up the carrots and eating them and shit like that. But outside of that, it was just boring. I I couldn't get into it. Wow. I don't mind vulgar movies and shit, but that one just was like... Over the top, stupid. I wonder if it was one of those ones, you, like you said, you had to be in the right mood for I, I think so. so. And, and it was just like the voiceover, you know, normally... The characters match the character that they're actually doing the voiceover work for. The yeah. animated character in this movie was just, it didn't go together whatsoever. Hmm. Which was very interesting. Well, it's on my rental list, but I'm, I'm probably it, still. Check it out, let me know. I'm just curious to see. Yeah. I'm still going to watch about. it, I think. But you know. I, For me, I enjoyed the interview, even though everybody shit on the movie. I enjoyed that over Sausage Party. I thought, like I said, the interview was okay. I wasn't thrilled with it, but I didn't hate it either. Yeah. So I guess I Same, I'd, same, but different. <laughs> I, I guess I had less expectations because it was free, so it was nice to see it for free. Right, right, exactly. That kind of helps. Sometimes. I like the beginning when, you know, they're like, one one ring to rule them all, and in the darkness, bind them. You yes. know, it was just funny. It just reminded me, you, and Dave Wagner hanging out and if we all worked together at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, then the last thing I saw was Never Sleep Again documentary. Oh, yeah, I told you about um, it. Yeah. yeah, you told me about yeah. it, so Did I checked it out. That, that was long, man. Holy shit, it, it was like three and a half hours. Well, they got everything in there. So I, did, I, did, I, did, I watched like two movies a night, you know, to try and get through everything, yeah. but it was great. Did you, was, not, uh, did you not love the, the part two stuff? The two was great. Did it make you want to go but watch it again? Did yes. I was like, on? holy shit, how did I miss that? I'm you glad know? you watched it. They actually made, um, a, the same company made one for Friday the 13th. What was the, what was the game board called? Prong? Probe. 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 Yeah. Jesus, God yeah. almighty. Yeah, the whole towel sequence, you know. <laughs> I remember watching that the first time around, like, it's kind of weird. And now going back. And that like, kid, the guy scream, like, like a, the, the, the kid scream. Yeah. Yeah, you scream like a girl, and yeah. you want to no, sleep that... at his best friend's house instead of having that hot redhead. Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> can I stay here tonight? I'm like, what? What? You want to sleep in my bed? There's no way that like they didn't know what they were doing. Oh, well, you can't. I, I'm pretty you can't sure drop that many like no homosexual no. things in the movie without it like being intentional. Because I understand in the '80s that was that happened quite frequently. The only thing that was movie, yeah, I agree totally. The only thing I was disappointed about the entire um, documentary is that Lawrence Fishburne didn't come in and talk about his role in Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Yeah, I'm sure real surprised at that. Well, what else is he doing right now? He could have come back and said something He's about eating. it. Oh, yeah. He's watching his daughter. In. Watch uh, next. You should watch the uh, Friday the Thirteenth one. I've got that one. Oh, you do. Okay. I actually have like loaned it to you. Okay, cool. It's um, it's by the same people. All right. They do about the same. Actors thing. come back and everything. Ho- yeah, yeah. Okay. It's actually hosted by Corey Feldman. So. Oh, great. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Because he he's in uh, part four. Right? Part four and five. Final yeah. chapter. He doesn't sing, so that's good. <laughs> but no, it's, it's pretty. If you like this one, you like that too. It's the same that, format. That's cool. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I learned learned a lot of stuff. It was funny, especially the directors. You know, all the famous directors. Obviously, Wes Craven. Ray um, Harlan. But I forgot Chuck Russell did part yeah, three. Chuck that's Russell. great. He moved on to do movies the Blob. like The Mask, Eraser. The Blob, um, man. The Blob, yeah. I like The Blob. Did you? It's underrated. Okay. See, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch it again. I enjoy it. It's but a, it's Dream Wars is the best. It was the best one. Oh, well, here, outside have... of the original. Okay. I'm just saying, out of all the fictitious sequels, that's the best. One and three are way up there. Yeah. Um, part four, obviously, was the most uh, successful yeah. opening, but... I don't. I don't know why, because that movie sucks. I, and I, I hate when they switch characters. That, yeah, but you know what? I, I understand why they, they couldn't do anything. Well, they that. couldn't get Christina or Patricia was, or Patricia. Christina. 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 I was thinking Christina Applegate. No, Patricia. They yeah. couldn't get her back for whatever reason. Probably she wanted too much money. And that's what they said. And Robert Shaw wasn't having. She was it. only going to be in it for like two minutes and get killed. So I can understand why it's not real exciting to come right. back. Um, but no, it was cool. Rennie Harlan, you're in some of the behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, never the sleep whole again. The Freddy chest thing yeah. with the, the prop that fell down. <laughs> and they had video of that when it yes. collapsed. Looked like the little young lady yeah. above really hurt herself. Yeah, but the crazy, I think, I don't know if we talked about this previously. The craziest thing is how, like, when the second one came out, they weren't going to bring Robert Englund back. Yeah, that's. that's and they were really, just like, they didn't think that it mattered who played Anybody the part. can go underneath that. It's just makeup. I'm like, just oh my God. Yeah, that would have that ruined the series. Yeah. Well, that's Never Sleep Again. It's a documentary on all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You can get that. I think it's on Netflix for instant view, I think, for free. Is that where you watched it? On Netflix, yeah. Yeah, it's on yep. Netflix. So that's it's definitely one to check out if you like those movies. It's basically a comprehensive breakdown of all each of the movies individually, and it's quite entertaining. I enjoyed it, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's a long one. Yep. But it's, worth it. Yeah, but you can break it in a little bit. Yeah, that's what I did. I had to at least watch two a night. So. Yeah. Well, have you seen anything else? Nope, that's it. What else could you have seen? You, you, you outdid me this time. I feel bad. But that's um, fantastic. we got some good stuff for people to watch there. There's some good movies coming out now. So yeah. What was cool about Doctor Strange, I really enjoyed watching Star Wars Rogue One trailer. I mean, I've seen it online already like a hundred times. But Not watching you. on the big screen. No. That was great. That, that looks really freaking cool. It does cool. look good to me. And, and to me, it, I, I, might, I think it might be better than the, the last Star Wars movie. So I'm kind of excited about it. So. Tom, Tom pisses on... Force Awakens. I'm not pissing on it. I just wasn't as thrilled as most people were with it. I, th- I think, I mean, obviously I know it riffs off of A New Hope, but I think they did that on purpose just to rebuild. I have a lot of issues with it. I mean, if the they go ahead and of Star If Wars. the next one changes completely and it goes in a completely different direction, then I'll be happy with yeah. it. Yeah, and I hope they do. Yeah. I mean, I hope they don't riff off of the whole, oh, we have to train you now and follow the Empire Strikes Back yeah. story arc. Um, I yeah I have, I have issues with it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's like I wasn't as gung ho as everybody else was. So, that's, that's but I'll definitely see the next one. I'm excited. I just episode eight cautiously optimistic. next December. Yeah, uh, Rogue One comes out this December. Um, but yeah, it looks looks great. Yeah, looking so forward to we'll it. We'll definitely have a review on that one as soon as it comes out. Joel Joel will see it probably immediately. We'll go see it immediately, just like the last one. So so now will they release all seven Star Wars movies the night or the night before I have a marathon? Oh God. I couldn't do it. I could yeah, barely I, get through five Die Hard movies, let yeah. alone a Star Wars trilogy. I didn't get through five Die Hard. We talked about that. I left. So. New trilogy? No way. Yeah, there's only so much I can handle. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, well, that's about all we've seen. Should we go into the uh, top five for the week? We shall. All right, so what's the top five for the week? We have top five best sequels. Best sequels. Fantastic. 
So is this best? What clarify? Is it best sequels or just better? They're sequels or better or? Uh, sequels that are better than the original. Yeah, that's what I kind of want to cl- yeah. clarify because that's the, there's a big difference on that one. All right, well, it's your your top five, Joe. So why don't you lead us off? What's your number five? Number five is Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, that would uh, Terminator Two is in one of my honorable mentions. The reason okay. why I put it in there is because I think Terminator One is awesome and stands on its own, and Terminator Two is fantastic as well. It's it's difficult for me to say if I like two better than one. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But I I totally can see where you're going. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about it. I mean, it's uh, the first one's a classic, you know, obviously. Um, You know, I enjoyed it that it was more of like a a horror sci-fi type slasher film, if you will. Yeah. Um, Probably why I like it more. But But with Terminator 2, I mean, here's James Cameron who comes up with this original idea, you know, that everybody went just crazy for so it's really hard to outdo that original. Yeah. That stands on its own. You know what I mean? Now, Die Hard, great movie. It's hard to do a sequel on that. Die Hard 2 is great, which is later. That's in my honorable mention. Yeah. But it does not outdo the original. That's, that, it's a great sequel Yeah, that stands on its own, but nothing tops the original formula of that first Die Hard movie. All of my honorable mentions... A lot of people, or even some myself, at sometimes could say they're better than the original. But yeah. Most of the time, I won't. So I'll just. But they're they're equal. Right. Yeah. They're really good. But with T two to come in and totally reinvent, you know the, I mean you pretty much recreated what happened in the original, but just tying in like this newer character that is smaller than the Terminator. Terminator's good guy this time around. You know, which blew people away. Yeah. You know when you first saw that assembly line teaser trailer, you're like, oh, it's going to be great. You know, Arnold's going to be a badass again. You know, but, you know, this this time it's personal. <laughs> yeah. Was that one of the take lines on there? This time. It's not personal, right? It's nothing personal. That was... Yeah, they, they had some dumb take That was stupid. It. it makes no sense. Yeah, but it didn't make any he sense. He promised he'll be back, and, he, and, he, and he's back with a vengeance, but the T-1000, you know, turned into liquid metal and shit. I mean, that was... Fuck, dude. That was so cool. Yeah. When they came out. I mean, Damn. I mean, hats off to James Cameron. Guy knows how to make sequels. I'll give him that. Yeah, I, I agree. Fantastic, fantastic choice. Yeah, definitely yeah. my my, you know, honorable Two. mention. Two. My number five is is a strange choice. I will say my number five is best of the best two. Best of the best two. You, you remember that thing? I do. I remember best of the best. Best of the best is a piece of shit. Best of the best part. And best two. of the best two is kind of a piece of shit too, but it's a very enjoyable piece of shit. But it is better than the original. Yes. And I, I'm not in any way saying... By far. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's an enjoyable early 90s action movie. It's uh, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, yeah. indeed. It's funny because they interviewed Eric Roberts about that movie yeah. and they asked him why he did the sequel. Yeah. It's like, I did the sequel to apologize for the first one. Well, there you go. So Thanks, Eric. Yeah, so... I'd uh, like to watch that again. It's been a while. I think the last time I watched it was when we... Watch it down in your parents' basement. Hell yeah, it's, it's got friggin' Sonny Landham in it. Oh, it's, and Chris it's, it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, I don't know if it'll go great movie, but it's well, very, it's very for what it is for that genre. It's yes. it's a fun movie to watch. Yes, and uh, it's um, it's it's got uh, Wayne Newton in it. So I mean, anything with Wayne Newton, right. it's got to be quality. So. Well, he was in Fort Fairley. He <laughs> was also was in cool. uh, License to Kill, the James Bond movie. That's right, Wayne Newton. <laughs> Wayne Newton, and it yeah. was also in one of the vacation movies as well. Was it? it was, which one? I think it was the Vegas vacation one. Oh, the one yeah. that sucked. Okay, that I saw Chevy, Chevy Chase's uh, 
wife in the movie gets the hots from or whatever. That's that was, right. I remember that? that? Yeah, that movie sucked. Papa Giorgio? That was his kid's name in there? Won all the sports cars? Oh. A strange epidemic where Chevy Chase's kids all change every time he has a, there's a new movie and they keep getting younger. <laughs> I never understood that. Never. His kid's not Anthony Michael Hall anymore. That's oh, wait. Right, yeah. Now no. it's the kid from Night of the Creeps. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> all right, we're getting off. And when did Audrey turn fat in the sequel? I never understood that in European Vacation. And then and she, she became was, skinny Juliette Lewis in Christmas Vacation. Yeah, and like, what? It's all over the place. What happened there? And yeah. she was dating the, the villain of the Karate Kid. Because well, he was, again, kind of like a... Scumbag. William Zabka. <laughs> Man. We'll have to do a William Zabka retrospective on this podcast. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. All right, let's move on. What's your number four, Joe? Um, number four is Aliens. Good choice. Another, another my, same as my last honorable mention because it's... Yeah, I mean, what, you know, the Aliens stands on its own because that's more of a horror film. Yeah. You know, Aliens is more of an action. That's what's so cool about this is James Cameron like took two sequels. Yeah. One of them was his own. One of them wasn't even his movie. And he made a sequel that can be seen as better. I mean, yeah. or at least equal to the original one, which is Alien was a classic movie. It's oh, like, it is. How are you going to top that classic. thing? And he, he topped it. Yeah, they easily could have went to, you know, the cheesy route. Oh, God, yeah. He didn't. He did something completely you could, different. You could have totally... You know, follow the same story arc and formula of the first movie. Yeah, and he kind of did here and we there. He went from a straight. The original was like a straight science fiction a horror movie, and he made like a science fiction horror action movie. Yeah, action movie, and I, it totally works. It's 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 a very cool movie. I mean, you still get the frights when they enter the complex, and you know, you have all the people all fucking slimed up in the cocoons and yeah. shit. And when that lady, I mean, it still gets you. It builds tension. Like oh, that big time, scene. big time. And then everybody's getting wiped out. That yeah. one, like, it's awesome. It, it was great. You know, the acids, you know, spilling on the soldiers. Their Love faces it. are melting. Um, you have the one chick that was um, in Terminator 2. She was like the badass Marine or whatever. Yeah. I mean, hats off. And Sigourney Weaver was nominated for Academy Award for that performance. And, yeah, which is great. And it's got Bill Paxton in it. And Bill Paxton in it. One of the greatest, some lines. of the greatest lines ever. It's like... This girl survived here, but watch you put her in charge. Just friggin' awesome. I love it. It's just great. He's so awesome in that movie. I love it. Uh, well, I definitely would, would agree with that one. I mean, I, sometimes I like Alien more because it's just, you know, such a classic. But Aliens is easier to watch over and over again. It's, it's a fun ride. Yeah, it you is. Know, um, I, th- I think uh, James Cameron put it best. He's like, you know, the first Alien, it's more of like, okay, that was like going through a, a haunted house. Right now, I'm gonna take you on that roller coaster. It's gonna scare yeah. the fuck out of you. It's like a different. Did he say I'm gonna scare the fuck out of you? I, I think he did in one of the documentaries. Just doesn't um, seem like something James Cameron would oh, say. Oh, he he says he says fuck quite a lot. Did they did interview. they put that in the uh, the trailer? No. This time they're gonna scare the fuck out of you. <laughs> Aliens. No, no, the tagline was this time it's war, which was a great tagline. Well, uh, not really, but. <laughs> This right. time, it's personal. Ugh. My That's number crazy. four is Spider-Man 2. You don't like Spider-Man 2? I do not. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people put that on their top five. For me, I, I don't understand why. That movie bores the fuck out of wow. me. Wow, I think that's crazy. I think Spider-Man 2 is great. It's, I mean, it's still before, like, you know, the, the Marvel movies really got into sure. full swing. And they, you know, but I thought Spider-Man 2 was great. And I really like... It, it was too slow for me. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. I, I remember even um, Siskel and Ebert, they praised that movie. This is the best, yeah. best comic book movie of all time. 
Well, at the time, I thought it was. I, I don't think I think it's been surpassed, obviously, but I, I still thought it was a really good sequel. I mean, it, it ramped up everything from the first one because origin stories are really tough because they, they can be entertaining, but after a while they get boring. Right. Because you've usually got 45 minutes of the guy not being the superhero. Sure. And, but, you know, in Spider-Man, it just had that kind of popcorn approach to it. You yeah. Know, um, you, can, you can go in and you can watch that movie over and over and it really doesn't get old. Um, it's kind of like watching the original Superman. I mean, it just works. Yeah. That formula. Um, Spider-Man Two, it just, I don't know, it just, it just was. Doesn't it work just for drags, you. Drags, on. You know the the whole lover lovers quarrel and all that shit, and I don't know, man. It just, especially Mary Jane, she goes off with uh, Jonas Jameson's uh, son, right? Yeah. Yep. Maybe if that story were worked, where he came back in Spider-Man Three. A little bit of closure, or whatever, because in the comic books he becomes a villain, right? Yeah, Eventually, yeah. everybody in everybody in these these movies are the so back as a villain, it was so. just kind of like okay, I understand what's going on, you know, trying to make him jealous and all that other shit. You know, he lost his girl, but I don't know. Man. I no, I get it. That's okay. I mean, that's what we do the show for. You I mean, I love Doc Ock. Yeah, great villain. Yeah, I mean, you can't agree with everything. It's, it's There's funny. cool action sequences in the movie, but it's just you know, fucking way too long. <laughs> well, too long of a movie. Yeah, but like, well, my next one I thought was too long too. We'll get to we'll get to that. But I mean, I I, I see it. if you don't if you're not into it, yeah. you're not into it. I mean, yeah. just not all movies work for everybody. I'm I'm not saying like I can't rewatch it. Yeah, but it just it definitely doesn't hit my top top five. Well, I know a lot of people. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't like the Spider Man yeah. movies, I and mean, especially three because nobody really likes three. Three's cheesy as shit. Yeah, three was a big mistake. It was especially. Yeah, but it's the closest Sam Raimi ever got to doing like an Evil Dead type Spider-Man movie in a way. Oh, are you, you kidding me? Because well, yeah. Part two of like part two, he's got that part of the when Doc Ock is like in the operating room. That's so, so Evil Dead with all the stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, the, that that sequence is great. I was like, I wow, that's that. totally got to shoot an Evil Dead scene in this movie. That that that's cool. He finally got an Evil Dead scene into a two hundred million dollar movie. It's like, and then he started like with Spider Man Two, uh, the shot where the villain um, turns back and looks at the audience. That was like something that he started to trademark in yeah. the Spider Man movies. He didn't do that in the first one. But part two and part three, Sandman does the same thing when yeah. there's a cop car coming in the distance. Which yeah, I, I enjoyed mean, that. Little bits and pieces, but... I like that it's a lot different than part one. I, I like when they do that, so... It, it seems like it's a lot different a movie. Right. The tone you know. changes. And it's kind of like Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah, know? characters are in you know, peril, you know, it's a little darker, what have you, but... Yeah, Batman Returns would almost be one that would be an honorable mention for That's me. That's on my list. Well, it's, I can't put it on there because I can't say it's better than the first one, but I can say it's 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 a different movie. But it's I, I really like the direction they took it. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, sure. Your list. No, so that's fine. Let's move on to yours. Your number three. three. Number three, The Dark Knight. Ha! That's my number three. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> we agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's. I'll tell you something. The first time I heard that Christopher Nolan was going to jump aboard and do a Batman movie, you've seen you know. His works of you know Memento, right? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Can this guy tap in to a, a comic book type well, movie when he did as real, huge yeah. as Batman? With Memento, I, I could see it, but Insomnia, when that was so freaking no, boring, and that I was that, that like, was very boring. Yeah, that was a very boring movie. But it's shot, it's beautifully shot. Yeah, uh, I'll absolutely. give him that. Um, but I was a little concerned, and then you know when they cast Christian Bale, I'm like, eh, okay. Oh yeah, I guess, everybody was, you know. The kid um, from Newsies. 
But then, you know, the, the more I read on the actual, um, you know, the, 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 the story arc or what have you, the little synopsis that they sent out right away, I was like, you know what? We never saw a Batman origin story outside of that little sequence in the first original Batman Which wasn't movie. really accurate. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. Now they're going to foul the uh, actual comic books. Cool. So I go into the theater, watch Batman Begins, and I'm like, holy fuck, dude. This, I mean, the sound quality was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, little pulls you in. The low frequency effects in that movie were fantastic. They never were able to capture that for home entertainment on Blu-ray. No. Unfortunately, but... The new Batmobile, um, Commissioner Gordon. I mean, just all the characters well, the just lined so up. Awesome Liam Liam Neeson was fantastic as Ra's al Ghul. But what really helped the Dark Knight was that ending in uh, Batman Begins. Sitting there in the theater, you know, I'm by myself and it's a packed house. When he, you know, explains that there's another character in town and here's his calling card. Fucking people cheered. And you don't get that a lot. No, that was awesome, dude. I like literally got the the chills, the hair on back I, of my neck rose up. But I, I actually as awesome as that was, I thought the ending to Dark Knight was even better. Just how oh, the Gary Oldman voiceover and a Batman's oh. kind of like a fugitive now, where it's like, oh my god, that's, that's so fantastic. Awesome. And then it felt like shit with the Dark Knight Rises. Well, that's another story. Yeah, but no, I mean, then you know the Dark Knight with the whole, you know, the backstory where you know when they first cast the Joker in the movie Heath Ledger, you're like, why? You know? But boy, did he surprise the fuck out of everyone. I mean, he took that shit to the darkest. Yeah. I've, I've pretty much gone to the point where it's like when they cast somebody and I'm, I immediately have a knee-jerk reaction, that's going to be terrible. I just hold back because I've usually been wrong right. most of the yep. time. Yep, Especially with Jesse Eisenberg in Batman versus Superman. Oh, wait a minute. No. <laughs> nope. What are you saying? I'm back on the train. That was yeah. that was terrible that, casting. That was... I knew that was terrible from the beginning. I'm like, that's awful. Yeah. But no, yeah. Well, Heath Ledger, well. I was kind of like, well, you know, he's been in some interesting movies and he's a good young actor it just he didn't seem like the right type no he's, a, he's definitely a character he actor. went he went all in on it oh know? he did you know and then obviously with his passing before the movies released really helped box office sales you know but man what a performance i mean are you gonna the say they killed him time, the box office no no but it was it's just kind of sad because with the dark knight rises i guarantee if he would have you know not died Obviously, with the drug overdose or whatever happened. It would have been in the new one. I'm sure he would have had a small little role, and it would have been cool to revisit that, that they were going to go on and do this over and over again. You kind of wonder if he, if he wouldn't have had maybe the Scarecrow part in you know, the third one. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, because it would have been great, especially if, you know, I, I guarantee if Heath Ledger was still alive, when Bane comes in to release everybody, that would have been such a cool shot with him just sitting in the cell. I'll sit this one up. Yeah. You know, how cool would that have been? You would have laughed your ass off. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it was just, it was awesome, man. Yeah, I agree. The only problem I've ever had with The Dark Knight is, uh, like you said with Spider-Man 2, I thought it was a little long at points. Oh, it's very long. Because it's a long movie. It, the problem I have with it is I think that uh, Harvey Dent, the Two-Face thing, yep. I would have saved that for the next movie. Yeah. I mean, I would have had him in two and had, you know, maybe get the part where he gets, you know, injured or right. gets burned. And it's like, and leave that for the next one. And leave that for the next but one. But instead, instead they had to resolve it. And it's like, I really wish they would have cut right. that. Right. I understand how it had to work for the story, but Where it just they were felt, taking it felt the story. rushed once he became A little bit. Face. Yeah, I'll give you that. And how evil he turned that quick, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It would have um, been nice if that built for the next one. Definitely. And maybe, you know, Harvey Dent could have been the villain in part three instead of bringing Bane in. 
Yeah. Um, even though I enjoy that they brought the League of Shadows back, but yeah, it just didn't work, you know. Um, but you know, it's funny that Christopher Nolan really based this movie, The Dark Knight, off of Heat, that it was more of a tale of a city. You know, and the city played a huge part. I mean, it was yeah. pretty much its own character in the movie, and I really liked that. I love that it, you know, it was still shot in the dark. You know, that's where Batman belongs. I think that's why when it, when you get to The Dark Knight Rises, you're like, ah, this doesn't feel like a Batman movie because it's shot during the fucking day. Yeah. And then, you know, after a while, true. you're just like, yeah, I don't they know. They do seem like work. two completely different movies. Oh, totally. I remember when the first time I saw Dark Knight Rises, I was all in. I was like, this is great. But the more and more you revisit, I'm like, this boy sucks. I agree because I loved it the first time I saw it, and each yeah. viewing after it's right. gotten a little bit less. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't feel that it sucks. I just feel no, like it does it's suck, not, but know. it's just like you know, you're like eh, some movies. Know. Great you ending, know. you know. They all, every single Batman had a cool ending. I'll give them that. Um, but Dark Knight for me is just the Joker. I mean, it's just the Joker Batman um, tale is fantastic. You know. Yeah, I'll say one thing I never liked, and this may sound awful, but I never liked that he won the Oscar for that. Really? No. Oh, it was because a great I loved him so. in it. I loved him in it, but I great feel like it was too much more. They just gave it to him because he passed. But who else was better and better than him? What that year? I have to look who was up for that year. But you knew he was going to win because it was a, a comic book movies don't win best a, best actor best supporting he, actress. He did a damn fine job. I agree role. with that, but I really think it was just you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's awful no, that he got I, it. I, I get it just I, felt I, like it was a whole like the Academy trying to be like, let's do this for him. Well, that's the Academy. Yeah, Kennedy so. always does some weird shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not, not saying giving it to Michael Keaton for Christ's sakes. Still doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, they screw up a lot of things. But he doesn't get it for Birdman, but then his uh, movie that he's starring in wins Best Picture the next year. You know, that's the Academy for you. Hey, but now he's going to be the Vulture in the new Spider-Man movie. Is he really? Yes. So Michael Keaton is Vulture. He's going to be Birdman again this time in the, <laughs> the Spider-Man movie. It's like we saw in that Birdman movie. How'd you like to do another? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But there's going to be two villains. I is there? I thought I've only yeah, heard I, him. I heard that Shocker's in it. Hmm. And then so I don't understand. I did just go with Shocker, the, the uh, Wes Craven. No, not movie? not that Shocker. Thank God. Oh my God. Should we bring back Max Jenky? <laughs> Max Jenky and Shocker. Oh, very, very nice. I'm gonna tear your world apart. <laughs> That's Lucas. Uh, uh, all that did was give me a hard on. <laughs> That's my Janky, sorry. I love I love Janky. But no, Dark Knight, it, it's up there. I agree. It's, it's, it's my number three. It's not the best movie ever. It's my number three, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Janky's always lurking on his podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Janky. You, you never know when he's going to show up. Janky is back. <laughs> this time he's not taking any crap. Horror Show 2, Return of Janky. Janky. Janky's <laughs> revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, I don't have to do number three because it was the same one. So we discussed that one. There we go. Perfect. What's What's your number two? Your number two. You're up first. Okay. Uh, The Godfather Part Two. It's on my honorable mention list. Okay. Again, because it's, you know, it's so hard to say it's better. I was going to say Dark Man Two, but you know, Godfather Part Two beat it out. Arnold (laughs) Vosloo. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, The Godfather is a great movie. You know, just like Terminator was and Alien. You know what I mean? But for the time to mix in a prequel and a sequel. Yeah. I mean, it's so fucking well done. That is a well-crafted movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's dense. There's a lot to it. Fuck, I love that movie. I, it's The Godfather 1 and 2, those are movies that you can just, if it's on TV, like Shawshank Redemption or um, Unforgiven, for me, 
kind of gets sucked right into it. Dances with it. wolves. Yeah. It just pulls me in. It doesn't matter how long the movie is, how many times I've seen it. It's long. You're just saying Goodfellas is another movie for me. I, yeah. You just fuck. It's like all right, cool, man. The movie never gets old. Yeah, I've seen it on the movie channels a lot lately on the pay cable. They've had the Godfather okay. uh, saga. And it's yeah, like, and they show the first two and they just combine them together. It's oh, like cool. It's from I watched it was like seven o'clock to like midnight. No shit. Oh wow, that'd be yeah. that'd be fun to watch a movie. Yeah, they're wow. they're incredible. And let's forget about the third one. Yeah, we've part talked three, about that. Just part three sure. doesn't hold up well at all, but... You don't need it. You can just watch the first two and throw that one away. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Definitely on my list, the honorable mentions. They're just I mean, everybody knows it's, it's a great movie. I really well, don't have to dive in, but... Some people, anybody who's listening to this younger, they may not have seen them. Yeah, These go, are movies you've got to see. You have to see it. We may do bad action and horror movies on there all the time, but we do like uh, artistic movies as well. As right. Uh, I mean, these are the movies that are the essential movies that yes. belong in your collection. Yes. If you don't have them... You have to check your manhood. Absolutely. I mean, you can watch Dangerous Men all you want, but definitely make sure you watch The Godfather first. Make sure you own The Godfather. All right. My number two is Evil Dead 2. Okay. Very nice. And I can actually put Army of Darkness on top of that, too, because I've never been a huge fan of the original Evil Dead. Well, it's, it's, it's more it's of a campy. Well, the you original know? Evil Dead. Well, the original Evil Dead is more of just an, a, a straight up horror. It movie. is, but it's so. I think it's obviously it's a low budget movie, but to me it just doesn't hold up because it doesn't. Well, the first one is is straight horror. It's not really funny at all. No, not at all. And the second one is basically a remake of the first right. one, just with, with comedy, comedy added in. in. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I like it better because you know as much as I like straight out horror, it's just it's nice to have a little bit of a comedic edge to it. Oh yeah, totally. Bell is yep. so funny. And it's so hard to see see him as like a serious actor in the first one. Yeah, that's a good series. one. That's good. And Army of Darkness, you know, on oh, top of that, fucking fun movie. You can't really compare them because they're completely. That's cool. almost oh, all that's, comedy. That's all like way out there. But yeah, it's, it's the series where the Top movies. comedy. You could say they kept getting better and better in different ways. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, I think for me, Part Three, Army of Darkness, is the most entertaining. Obviously. Oh well, well there's no doubt. Um, but yeah, Evil Dead too. That's a great one. I should have put that down. Well, you probably didn't think about it because you know, you don't really think about it too. No, often. but that that was that was cool. I remember. You know, being a younger kid when, uh, you know, Freddy's Revenge come on out, like, oh, maybe too intense for younger children. They had yeah. the same label on Evil Dead, too. Like, special midnight screenings. And as a kid hearing that, you're like, oh, my God, it must be really scary if they're showing at midnight. <laughs> and then they had that cheesy poster that the really kind of creeped me out. With, skull with the eyeballs yeah, on it. Because yeah. with uh, Bruce Campbell's face, kind of uh, the opacity level was really yeah. whacked out. But it, that, was a, that was cool. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's, if you haven't seen that one for a while, you should go back and watch it again. Yeah, that actually was on Netflix not too long ago, and I, I watched it again. It's yeah. a fun movie. Holds. It's quite enjoyable. Age as well. Yep, I agree. Well, what's your, your number one? You already know it. Did you say it already? <laughs> Surprise, Star Wars. Oh, okay. Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. That's, that's on my honorable mention list again, too. Really? Oh, my God. That's well, I, I've talked about it, because Star, Empire Strikes Back is... is you know, a lot of ways superior to one. And we talked about this. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's hard, though, because one is so ingrained in, as a child, you know. Well, of course. I mean, that was your first experience to the, yeah. another world that seemed very familiar. Yeah. Um, but to outdo the original, I mean, Empire Strikes Back is its own film. I mean, obviously, it's part of the saga, but it really can stand alone. But, I mean, the... Story arc in that is fantastic. The whole I am your father. I mean, I remember sitting there as a kid. I'm like, 
How is that possible? It throws you. It throws you're, you're a machine because you thought he was a machine. I didn't know there's a human underneath, and it, just like I thought the stormtroopers were all robots. And also, shit. such a depressing ending too, which was crazy. Oh yeah, but it gets I mean, you so hyped for the third one. Was you know? not a not a happy ending. It was such a cliffhanger. And you got to wait and, a while to see the next one. So. Yeah, three years. Was it like it's it coming out years. next year? Yeah, no, no, no. They they don't do it like they do now. Now you wait two years for the Star Wars movies, but at least you have a, a movie in between every year. Yeah, I mean, one and two are just, they're both so good. They are. Such they are. entertaining movies. Empire Strikes Back, I mean, the, the first appearance of Boba Fett was fantastic. And then, of course, George Lucas had to go back in. And like any artist, uh, the more time you spend on your uh, canvas, the, the more and more you're going to break that shit apart and ruin it. Um, yeah. I hated that they re redid the voice over him. Boba Fett. Oh, God. Um, using the same actor who did the voice of Jango Fett. I'm like, dude, wrong. I mean, it just ruins the movie. Putting the, the ghost Anakin in the third one, too, and all that shit. Yeah, it's like, like ah, come on. Yeah. Come on. But yeah, the reason I didn't put this on... eyelids on the Ewoks, I'm like, Wait, okay. I, the reason I didn't put this on, like I said, I wanted... The only ones I would put on my top five are ones that I could tell you any day of the week, I like this better than the first sure. movie. Sure, yeah. And yeah. a lot of times I can tell you I like Empire more than Star Wars, but every once in a while I'll say I like Star Wars more than Empire. Right, Empire. sure, sure. So I can't say it. Same thing with Terminator, and that's why it would be on my right. list normally. Yep. But yeah. My number one, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Star Trek Two is so much better than Star Trek. Because well, the first one was boring. Exactly. The the most exciting part of Star Trek was when the bald headed chick walked through the wall. Yeah, it, it was so boring. But Star Trek Two is still the best Star Trek movie ever made, and it's like outside it's, of the Undiscovered Country, that's the closest. To directed Wrath by the of same Khan. guy. Same director. But Star Trek Six is enjoyable. It is, it's not it is. Even no, near but two. it's those are probably the two best films yeah. out of the series. Two is two is fantastic. The Voyage Home, you go back and watch it now. I'm like, eh. the yeah. Final Frontier. Two is like the first one that got me into like Star Trek. I like, I oh, wasn't yeah. interested in it. Well, like, I think that was just we we saw the original Star Trek as younger kids in the theater, um, but I really remember going and watching Wrath of Khan just because of that fucking worm. The worm shit. Yeah, we talked about that ears. on a previous oh, like, podcast. Ugh. Freaked me out for life. Yeah, it's still a creepy scene. It you know? is. Here, and then we're going to put your helmet back on. You're, you're doomed. <laughs> Poor Chekhov. Yeah, Chekhov and, got screwed. And Paul Winfield, you know. Yeah. Damn right. But Poor, yeah, Poor Paul Winfield wasn't in the series and he was a black guy. He's definitely going to die in Star Trek. <laughs> He's like, got no chance. You are not going to make it out of here, buddy. Exactly. You're going out late speed. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah, I just I always thought fantastic. about that one. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, look at that. It's a guy from Fantasy Island. <laughs> Yeah, he was awesome in that movie. Oh, he's he's really scary. He's violent. Yeah, when he's at the end, when he's all bloody, I'm yeah. like, how did this get a PG rating? It shouldn't have. No. And and where did that change? Was that really with uh, Temple of Doom? But I thought there was a movie before Temple Red of Dawn, Doom. Red Dawn, I think, was the first. Okay, movie. Red Dawn. I think Red Dawn was the first PG thirteen. It was okay. I remember because because Temple of um, Doom was fucked up too. A family friend was going to take me and his kid to a yeah. movie, yeah. and we got to choose between. Red Dawn and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And you saw Pee-wee's. I demanded Red Dawn. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Don't think he was real happy because the other uh, the kid was a little bit younger than me. Oh, nice. So like, I, was kind of like, I was probably only... That was nice. Well, it showed, sh- like, it showed school uh, children dead yeah. in, the in the movie. That one boy hanging off the uh, hanging outside the window that was all shattered. I'm like, damn. Yeah, if we ever do a top five on Unnecessary Remakes, my Red Dawn would be in that one. You know, yeah, I still haven't seen the remake. That was fucking awful. Thor was in that, right? Yes. Right? This, before he did Thor. It came out after, but it was before he did Thor. Sure, yeah. He looked a lot younger in 
Oh, awful. But anyways, it's, <coughs> I'm totally He was also in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Did he do that one before Cabin in the Woods? I can't remember. Pretty close, though. Had Red, Red Dawn was done before any of it, I think. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think. That makes sense. I th- but it was awful. No point. No point of uh, making that movie. No point at all. We have to do that. A top five of like shitty remakes that should have never. That would be a tough one because there's so many. Yeah, it would be. We would have to come up with the top five worst remakes. Yes. Because if you say bad remakes, we'll be here all day. Maybe think of the maybe we'll do that. Yeah, the worst remakes. Well, I can tell you, Psycho will be really high on the list for me. There's no point in that movie. That'd be like. Although that would just be unnecessary. We're gonna redo Jaws shot by shot and use a CGI shark. And we're gonna, we're gonna have Vince Vaughn, but the big twist will be is that he masturbates in the movie, <coughs> which oh. I enjoyed. <laughs> you enjoyed it? <laughs> I'm kidding. That movie was shit, dude. It was. William H Macy, horrible. Just a terrible just, movie. Just a terrible idea. Ugh. Who was the director of that again? Gus Van Sant. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, that was terrible. Well, anyways, I think we've blabbered enough. Shall we move on to our feature presentation? We're only, we're only 48 minutes in. That's, that's, that's not, we've done worse. I'm kidding. We've done worse. Yes. Let's jump into sudden death. Little wham, bam, thank you, Van Dam. Do you remember that, was, that? Everything was the get ready for the Van Damage. Yes. Double the Van Damage. It's double impact. Oh, what a fun movie. Okay. You, Back you, in the day, Tom, we actually saw Double <laughs> Impact at the theater. Hey, Tom... Was so. I mean, he bought in like, oh, this movie's gonna be fucking. Van Dam told me on Arsenio <laughs> Hall it was gonna be huge. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be huge. huge. That's right. That's right. Arsenio Hall show. God, I remember when uh, Andrew Dice Clay come on to um, promote Ford Fairlane, probably. I think I think it was, and then he like started crying and shit to the audience. Like literally stood up and he was smoking on the set, and he's talking about like, hey, you know, I worked really hard and blah blah blah. Okay. It's like, okay, Andrew Dice Clay. It's really weird. It's on that. YouTube. Check it out. It's just, I'm like, awkward, you know? I'd say. I'm, I'm sure it was all a publicity stunt, but whatever. Um, the sensitive side of Andrew Dice Clay. But to get back to Van Damme, you know, Tom's like, oh, we got to get to the theater. We have to show up at least five hours earlier. I did not say five hours earlier. It, it was early as fuck, We dude. were like an hour and a half <laughs> we, we got there, and there's nobody there. I don't even think more than you two asshole people showed up. Minutes, five hours early. It was like an hour. I half. think we went to the mall first, but we we literally went. We to saw Madison. another movie that day. Do you know what movie we saw that day? Yes, I think I remember. I think we're it. About Martin this. Short and um, who else was in it? <laughs> Danny Nolte? Glover. Danny Glover. Oh, was it Danny Glover? Fuck! What was that called? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! Come on! What was it? it? Danny Glover. Okay, I'll just give you a hand. They, they riffed the whole Lethal Weapon thing with the trailer in the beginning. They had a trailer. It was like a Lethal Weapon ripoff. That's right. They had Danny Glover. It's like, just like the same Lethal Weapon. Shit, that's right. God, what the fuck was that movie called? Well, we'll come back to it. I'll, it'll okay. come to you as we go. If not, I'll tell you. Maybe, maybe so. I hope it does. All right, well, you picked Sudden Death. Why did you choose Sudden Death? We, we kind of. The Sudden is, Death is by far the my favorite Van Damme movie. It's probably his best performance. As an actor in these action movies, and, and it's probably his best movie outside of Time Cop and mm-hmm. Hard Target. Yeah. But I, Sudden Death for me, I mean, obviously it follows the Die Hard formula, which basically you had, you know, Speed, it was known as Die Hard on a Bus. The Rock was known as Die Hard in a Prison. Cliffhanger was known as Die Hard on a Mountain. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Passenger 57. Sudden, sudden Death was Die Hard on Ice. Yes. <laughs> Toy, toy Soldiers ever, is the best. Die not, Hard. Not to segue. Have, have you ever seen JCVD? I have not. You really should watch it. Okay. 
I'm not saying it's a great movie. He wears that hat everywhere he goes. His performance in that movie is quite good. Really? You'd probably change your, your tune on him. Well, I, th- I, I, think he, I think he can act. If you see I this, just you don't think anybody has given him a shot. Including himself when he, he directed himself in The Quest. He shoots himself in the foot too often. You know? He does. He's yeah, had he's opportunities and he doesn't things. take yeah. them and he takes right. the wrong thing. And well, I think a lot of that was probably due to his cocaine addiction back in the day. I don't know if that's true. Is that true? Oh, he had, yeah, he had a okay. big time drug problem. Eat your peas. He still might. I don't, yeah, that, yeah. Didn't he like whoop on his kid because he didn't eat his vegetables? Yeah, or like, starving kids and smacked his kid and stuff. Yeah, like come starving on, kids don't have, and really, it's like. Whatever. But but I thought for what the movie is worth and what it is, even though it's a diehard ripoff, um, he's really good in it. He's really good in the role. Yeah, I mean he does he does a, he does a good job. I agree. Um, he he plays the every, kind of every man in this. Yeah, he plays like, a firefighter, which you know I volunteer firefight so. The, You're going to be an expert on this. Well, the beginning of the movie just kind of strikes me odd that why is he trapped by himself down in the basement? Where's this part of this, Normally you go in yeah. with... Well, let's set it up. This movie starts off with a fire with in, a, a fire. in a house, and there's a bunch of firemen outside, and they yes. kind of cut to the inside, and Van Damme is trapped inside, screaming. Screaming. Hey, help he's, me. He's got this little girl, and he needs help to get out. Right. And... Yeah, it's kind of unless like, maybe maybe the buddy that went in with him, maybe he was crushed. It's kind of unsure. It's like what he's the only fireman in the house. Everybody else is kind of hanging out outside. Hanging out, and no one's like really rushing in to save him. Yeah. Long story short, like something collapses. He survives, but the little girl dies, and he's yeah. kind of traumatized. So basically, what you Very have here is the cliffhanger intro. A little bit, yeah. It's a total cliffhanger knock where it's like. He's a, you know, he's got a good job. He's happy. Something tragic happens. Right. He's a burnout because of that. Yep. It's the same thing as Gabe Walker from Cliffhanger. Yeah, totally. And it works. It's fine. It works. It's a good setup. And then, uh, yeah. So, which outside of Van Damme and Stallone, what other action star has done that? That kind of thing. I think that's it. Those two, where they actually lose the battle. You know, they're supposed to be the hero in that moment. It's great. I would say you could say Bruce from Last Boy Scout, but you never see what happened to him because he's a, kind of a burnout in that one too. He's kind of a private kind of. Yeah, but he, more so that was more like corruption, you know, with the old yeah. senator because he used to be like just a bodyguard, yeah. or whatever back in. But the it's day. still kind of a similar element. They just didn't start the. Movie it was in the Secret Service, right? He tried to save the president's life, right? That was kind of the thing. But yeah. the, the corrupted system kind of got him out, and he was just kind of. Well, it's, but I mean, it's the same thing where it's like he's. It starts the movie where he's at a low point. Well, kind of, yeah, in a low point, but it's not like he, like the president died on his watch. He saved yeah. the president, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, with Cliffhanger, I mean, especially in 93, I mean, that was huge. The action star always saves the victim. Yeah. Or the in peril, or what have you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Don't you drop her game. <laughs> Just reach up, please. You know, if that lady wouldn't have been there bitching and moaning, you know, uh, and just held on and crawled up, she'd have been fine. She was shaking too much. Hold on to that shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. Never looked at it that way. Yeah, I, I just immediately struck me as cliffhanger, and that's fine. It's not. Yeah, like no, it's, it's not. Like like well, especially with a kid, you know. I mean, that's that would fuck your world up. Yeah. So he's kind of like uh, he works at the the stadium, for yep. the hockey stadium, kind of like a fire marshal. Fire marshal. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of doing that kind of stuff and. He gets tickets to the game, uh, the big Stanley Cup final. I'm not a big hockey person, so I'm probably going to screw this up. There's a big finale. and he's Yeah, it's the Stanley Cup. He's got tickets to take his kid to the game. Kids. Is it the final game, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yep. 
taking his kids to the game, the vice president's going to be there. They make note of that. Worse. He goes to get his son, who it's his son's birthday, right? I think it was his son's birthday. So it's his son's birthday, game. and he shows up uninvited. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. Usually in these movies, the um, the substitute father in these movies <laughs> kind of, is kind of a dick. Right. This guy's the nicest substitute father ever. Because it's like every shortcoming Van Damme has, he's like, he's like right. your dad's a, a hero. He right. does all these great things. And it's like, he's sticking up for Van Damme. I'm like... That was refreshing to me. I've never seen that. Where usually right. the villain dad is a total dude. Well, especially when the, the the mom is more of like the bitch. Yeah, in here and like he says, dad's not not really doing this anymore. It's like, oh, he's a very important yeah. job. He does all this, and it's like he made sure the stadium has light bulbs. Yeah, I was like, that was refreshing. I thought, you know, well, good good for sticking up for Van Damme. He's a firefighter for Christ's sake. Well, no, he's, I just meant that hero. You, it was this, usually his typecast. Yeah, oh yeah, where it's like, oh, your father's here. Yeah, and he's an asshole. But no, I mean, get to work at the stadium tonight. No? I thought that was kind of realistic edge, where it's like you know, not everybody has to be a bad guy. Right. No. Yeah, that was that was good, except for the the ex-wife. She sure wasn't nice. Yeah, well, you don't see her any more than this. No, so they're in one scene. God. So God. we got his two kids going to the game. Um, two very annoying actors. <laughs> <laughs> Which one boy, was more annoying, the, the, the little, little boy, boy or the girl? Um, the little boy has always annoyed me. The little girl's not a good actress. But no, she's she's super young. And but the, just, he was a, he was kind of a dick. The little he, the oh brother, he was, he you know. Was. But that guy, that kid has a face that annoyed the shit. <laughs> I've seen him in other movies. I'm like, oh, it's that. It's that kid. kid. This kid's back. Yeah, oh, great. I, I yeah, I don't know what happened to him as an adult. But anyways, they they go to uh, take them to the to the game. He's going to actually work while well they have their seats. There. Right, of course. And. The vice president's there. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Wonder what's going to happen. So this leads to the the action of the movie, which is basically there's a bad dude who's going to bring in a bunch of terrorists. They're going to kind of kidnap or hold the president hostage and a bunch of people in the luxury box and demand money. But we, should we break it down and go, go a little further back? or? Well, not really. I mean, there really isn't much to yeah, break I mean, down in there. I mean, they, it's, it's the game seven. Yeah. Obviously, you know, there's some hostages <laughs> that come into play here. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, they have an elaborate plan how they're going to get in there. And it's always funny watching these kind of movies because none of this would happen today because security is so tight now. Oh, it's yeah, like, especially after 9 11. The whole security in this yeah. movie is an old dude. Yeah. That, like, will cool. let anybody in. Yeah, he's, he's, he's more uh, worried about getting a stamp yeah. from Van Damme's daughter yes. than he is worried about people that are coming in. These creepy-looking guys. That, yeah, the, you know, the Bono-looking ba- guy. Bono's my favorite terrorist. He's one of the terrorists Between like him Bono. and then the uh, the wannabe Benicio Del Toro-looking guy that comes yep. in, the nephew boy. Yeah. Um, they also have a token black terrorist that shows up for no reason. Of course, know. of course. And he's huge, and yes. he's going to battle... Um, kind of reminded me of our character Tank in Break Run. Well, absolutely, a little bit. Absolutely, you know, Tank it works. Was so you much know. more. more, more I did enjoy that. You know, they're going to take it by period. You know, by the end of period one. If my money's not here, I'm going to. How many times period. did we have to see that friggin' stadium in this movie, though? Well, yeah. T minus whatever. We'll, to probably, we'll death. probably get to why you see that stadium a lot when we talk about little of the behind the scenes. Oh yeah, definitely. Because there's yeah. a lot of interesting stuff in this movie. But, so basically, the bad guy is named Joshua Foss, who's never mentioned in the movie. You never know his name. It's played by the great Powers Booth. Of course. I love Powers Booth. Oh, he's fantastic. Very underrated actor. He plays a good bad guy. He does. This, outside of Tombstone, fucking 
phenomenal. Yeah, he's it's a great performance. He's a guy that never really got his due as being. You know, I, I, I guess oh. I can understand it. But. It was great seeing him in the Avengers movie. Yeah, and then he didn't show up in Age of Ultron. I'm like, he'll, what happened there? He'll pop up here yeah, and there. So. He does stuff here and there. He's great. Yeah, he was really good in Frailty. Frailty? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> especially when he's well played. Especially when he's killing his mother with those freaky Elvis <laughs> sideburns. <laughs> he looks like Fat Elvis. <laughs> Oh, I think I spoiled that movie for anybody who hasn't no, seen it. No, not at all. Frailty. If you've never seen that movie, go check it out. As a yeah, good one. Bill wow, Paxton directed great. that one. It's a really good one. That is a good movie. Okay. Back at it. Yeah, so the terrorists kind of sneak into the stadium. They have a mm-hmm. pretty elaborate plan to get in there. And Like I said, this would never happen today. No. And somehow the whole arena is wired with explosives. Already. Yes. Yeah. When did that happen? I don't know. They didn't didn't really show that. But that's they've got to raise the stakes, you know. And well, of course. Yeah, I mean... But, I mean, it's it's silly, especially at the beginning when uh, the, the Bono terrorist. Because I shit you not, this terrorist looks like Bono. This is this is a scene from the movie. Is any of the individual explosives are coming? Oh, no. They will explode! No, it is not. That is from Toy Soldiers. <laughs> yes. Pretty close, though. Same premise. <laughs> no. Yeah, they, they never even... It just kind of comes up later in the movie. Oh, there's bombs there. It's like, okay, yeah. But it, it kind of raises stakes. It does. Well, I think he mentions it. Yeah. Right? To the of. people that he's holding hostage in there. Like, if I if my de- demands are met, I'm going to start killing people, or I'm going to start blowing well, the yeah, shit Well, I guess they kind of, kind of show they're going to explosives, because there's a scene in the beginning where they're getting all their weapons ready, all the right. bad guys, and then the penguin explodes. Yes. Why did the penguin explode? I don't know. It was like a little... You can still see the wires sticking out yeah. the table. So, obviously, you don't stick dynamite in the table. Yeah, there was like a little... I mean? the, the penguin exploded for no reason. It wasn't, I thought maybe they were blowing up the whole like area. Production value, man. But no, it was a little poof. poof. Yeah. And then the music. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, I, you know, they kind of did a pretty interesting job how they got in because they used the, uh, the chef. Well, they, they used the wife. chef, but then they also had to uh, crash into one of the vehicles, the security vehicles or whatever. Well, to get the passes. Yeah. Such a fucking stupid line. Uh, I'm sorry, it's, is the, my, dog is the damage, man. my dog is missing. Have you seen him? Yeah. And he tells the guys to get in the back of the van. It's not worth dying for. Well, what like, he pulls guns out. like, we're taking your car. Don't get killed over it. Then he shoots him. Without, <laughs> within seconds of saying that, I'm like, well, you were going to kill them anyways. That's as stupid as the Pastor 57 teaser trailer when they're like, they're bringing, they're bringing home the most dangerous um, hijacker in the history. Blah, blah, blah. On a plane. On a plane. <laughs> I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's the most dangerous hijacker in history, and you're going to bring him back. They're transporting the world's biggest child molester on a bus of children. (laughs) (laughs) On the short bus. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. That's great. Uh, No, that, yeah. No, but yes, getting back, they they then uh, capture the chef. But then they also then... Well, they, they don't the, capture the chef. They basically threaten him. Well, they threaten they, him. They kidnap his wife. They kidnap the wife. Sorry, my bad. And they point, you're basically going to kill her. They make him call the chef. And it's Which like, is great. The guy walks up, you know, and he, he basically tells her, like, come on, let's go in your house. Like, I'm your favorite nephew. Yeah. This movie's kind of mean-spirited. There's a, a lot, lot of people little, getting killed in this one. And a lot, lot of innocent people. You know, revisiting the movie, I'm sitting there watching, like... They let her live, right? And I'm like, wrong. Wrong. Henry yeah. gets the fig Newtons. He's like, I want you to pick up the phone and dial 555. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know? It, it's like, man, poor lady gets killed. Yeah, so he calls calls the husband who's the chef and says, you know, two men are going to come. And right. you're, you're going to deliver the food upstairs. And Otherwise, we're going to kill her ass. Yeah. So 
He does it, and they kill her ass anyways. Exactly. I'm like, you know what was, was extremely, you know, shows that these are mean guys? Kills the woman and then takes her fig newtons. Yeah, that's fine. Didn't leave the you fig don't, newtons. You don't ever take an older lady's fig newtons, ever. Yeah. Grand, grandkids come over, you know, they're, yeah. they're always hungry for fig newtons. So, <laughs> Reminds me of my grandma back in the day. She used to take Hall's yeah. candies, and they're not really... They, they're not Hall's even fucking. Candies they're not even. She would label them as, oh yeah, there's candy in my candy dish, but it was Hall's it was Hall's. Those are, those she are, would take them out of the wrapper like so they would just room. collect dust because they were sticky, and then they uh, would like harden and stick to the crystal. So you try to go and grab one, and the whole entire dish would pop up. I'm like assholes. You go over for a Halloween candy. It's like, an apple. I don't uh, want friggin' apple. It's like, come candy. on, it's I don't want apples for pennies and shit screw you but that's kind of what it reminded me because you would always have fig newtons or fucking halls in her candy fig newtons are disgusting not a fan no not a fan at all but anyways yeah so like Andrew the chef agrees to do this his wife's already dead he doesn't know that they take Powers Booth and you know the other baddies upstairs of course and they start shooting the shit out of people when they get they they ask them right away what is the security officer's like are these your men? Yes. Very they are with me. Andrew, not a good actor. He looked like a painter, not a chef. He did. Right? Let me try like to with a happy like a, little bush here. They're trying it's to like film like a Marco Ross. Polo movie yeah, or something. Yeah, it just it didn't, didn't work at all. Yeah. So they get up there and kill a bunch of people to take over the booth. And then they kill him. Then, then Andrew gets killed. I'm like, it's like, Andrew, thanks for your help. Well, at least Power Booth cleared it up. He's like, well, you know, you've been a widow. Yeah, his wife's dead. Yeah. So his wife He did him a favor. Powers Booth has a lot of funny lines in this, or at least ones that I laughed at. Oh, God, yeah. They're mostly mean-spirited. They are. pretty funny. I apologize. My recording equipment didn't work well, so I didn't get a ton of them, but definitely watch this movie for you know his performance because it's very funny. Yeah, at least I thought it was. No, he... It's mostly dick. dark comedy. But oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, so they've got the president, and they basically want a bunch of money wired to their accounts, and they're going to basically kill somebody after each period if they don't get a certain amount of money. Yep. And this is kind of loose. They don't really say what's what they want. They just say a lot of money, if, you know. Billions of dollars. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't say exactly how much they wanted by each period. I think did they? I th- they might have. They might. It have. was kind and of. I just remember you had the computer guy who was kind of a dick, yeah. chomped on the gum and all that. But they don't take you serious. Yeah. I'm gonna start killing motherfucker. Pa boom, pa boom. Yeah. Then they start transferring the money. Yeah, but then like. It, Obviously, Van Damme's children have to get involved in this, so he has more of a reason to, you know... Oh, of course. ...be pissed off. And it all starts off because the boy, his son, brought a water gun in. And sprayed water on her, and so she left her seat. her fucking soda all over her. It's like, nice job, dick. And Dad comes over, and he's not happy. No, at all. hell no. It looked like he was going to beat that boy's ass. He was going to smack him like Van Damme did his real kid, unfortunately. <laughs> he didn't, though, which is good. What did you do to your sister? You brought the water gun in. No, he, no, he, no, he said it's like, he, you soaked her. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you soaked you her. You soaked her, didn't like, you? That's why I taped that one. That was a good line. It just you, didn't come over. <laughs> you soaked her. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to tell Daddy's going to be so mad when he finds out. So in the meantime, uh, his daughter gets entwined with the mascot, which is the course. penguin mascot, which is now played by an evil person. Which before you saw the the gorgeous blonde, yes, who played whatever the mascot's name was. Yeah, do we do we have that anywhere? Snooky, Snoopy, I don't know, Skippy. Yeah, it was it was. It doesn't matter. Is the lovely mascot? But yeah, but anyways, she's, who now is like the the fucking Amazon behemoth yeah. terrorist bitch that's now in the costume? Yeah, so it leads to a big altercation between Van Damme and the Penguin, which is might have been the greatest. Van Damme versus a penguin. 
mascot fight ever. It's fantastic. It was I, a cool scene. I laugh every time I watch it. Same. It's actually really pretty well choreographed. The, the little girl first comes in as she's choking somebody out in the bathroom, right? Yeah. And then she kind of witnesses the first murder. And then, of course, she gets captured yeah. right away. But then, fuck, the girl's sitting there. I mean, traumatized for life. Yeah, Before they get girl, the elevator, she shoots the fucking guy right in front of him in the head. That girl had a rough, rough go of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she's going to come out of that all right. Yeah, but that that fight scene was was well choreographed. Oh, that was, was fun. That was, was a fun sequence. It takes you forty five minutes in this movie to get to a Van Damme fight scene. Well, I just love that you know they're fighting in the kitchen, and then you know of course it's like, oh, don't go by the boiling water. There has to be the you the, know what I mean, fry and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't go into the the dishwasher. You know that's going to land up choking your ass. The, the only problem I have with this is the same problem I have with every Van Damme movie is he uses so many freaking stunt doubles. He sure does. He does. It's like he can't do anything. No, no. And so that bothers him because he's, you know... He well, shouldn't. he does the, the spinning kicks, right? He does that all right. Well, yeah. It's just that he doesn't do the sequences when he gets thrown across, you know, in a, a fucking uh, island, right? Yeah, it's filled with dishes and shit in the kitchen. I've seen him do a lot of, you know, things that didn't look like ridiculous stunts, like he falls like a foot and stuff like that. I right, think. yeah. And I think this was back in the days when you couldn't... Uh, you had a samurai cop because well, he wasn't wearing a terrible wig. No, but these were the days when like they didn't expect you to have the technology to be able to freeze frame on a crystal image. And, oh, know. yeah, of course. It's like, oh, it looks so you'd have, real. You'd have like, a bad VHS tape and it, you couldn't still tell it was a stunt double. Right, yep. But now it's like you can freeze. Oh, now you can freeze frame. You're like, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Their heads, the size of their head changed because it's a different actor. He's got yeah. a different haircut. Well, the thing I did like is... Van Damme, you know, he's supposed to be a, a regular Joe, a fireman, and I understand he, he does still do some his trademark kicks in this movie. But, but he didn't go overboard. He didn't do, like, the flying, spinning roundhouse kicks no, in this. No, And he didn't do the splits, which he usually does. Doesn't and that do would splits. not have fit in the movie. No, not at all. It would have taken you completely out of the movie. I don't know too many firefighters that actually can do roundhouse kicks and shit. No, but he did karate, and you could say a fireman might sure, do that. Sure, does so karate on the he side. He just didn't go crazy, right. which is good. And I, I think, I don't know if that was his choice or the director, because it makes it more realistic. Yeah. It's like he, I'm sure that was discussed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before they film. I mean, Time Cop, you can have him doing that kind of stuff. Oh, right. Hard target, go for it. But this movie, they wanted to make it more of a realistic. And I like that. So, that attention to detail. I oh, yeah. That, no, so. that, that's, that's fun. It, it was grounded for Van Damme. Yeah, I mean, like that, I said. Because he played the everyday hero yeah. in the movie, you know? And, and he did it well. And that's what's, like I said, it's, it's 45 minutes before there's a fight in this movie. Right. Van Damme has no action for 45 minutes. And you're still entertained. And so that, that still, says a lot about it. Because if you watch almost any other Van Damme movie, if he's not kicking somebody's ass in like 10 minutes, right. it's like, it's done. But they're, they're, what they're doing is they're building that suspense up. Yeah. Before the terrorists actually take over. And then, you know, shit gets serious. You know, I mean, there's nothing in this movie that you haven't seen before, but it's done well. Right. It's, 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 it's done it's well. Dire, yep. It's one of the diehard ripoffs. It's done yep. well. It, it's, it follows the diehard uh, formula. Yeah. At least they're trapped in a facility. There's a game going on. There's certain periods that builds attention. Like, oh, my God, if he doesn't get this done, you know, with three seconds left on the clock, everything's going to blow up. Yeah. But luckily, he disarmed every one of them, you know, except for the bombs outside in the parking lot, which I swear to God, people, uh, you know, the audience members watching, like, hey, you would have heard of that shit. Yeah, there's so many explosions outside the arena, and it's like they're not even trying to cover it. Well, especially, here's the thing. If you ever go to a game at Lambeau Field, yes, the game's going on, but there are still people wandering the hallways, the parking lots, leaving the stadium early. Yeah. Somebody would have, again, that's before cell phones, isn't it? Yeah, cell phones, 95. There we go. 
Well, and it's like you, you like been at Lambeau Field and they fly a jet over that. It's the loudest thing you can hear. Right. It's like, right. Can you imagine something exploding outside of the city? You'd hear it. You would hear that. But anyways, it's yeah, suspension of disbelief. So. Right. There That's you go. fine. It is a movie after all. <laughs> Most of it is, you know, kind of makes sense. Well, it it does. You have to I mean, suspend a lot of disbelief, but if you don't pick up the little things, you'll be okay. Right. But yeah, so there's meanwhile an FBI agent named Hallmark. Just Hallmark, so they, of course. Just so Paulus Booth can get that great line. It's like when they said the what they said. What's the Hallmark line? The old greeting line. It's like when they care enough to send the very best. Oh yeah, that's it. What they that's it. That's it. I swear they named that guy Hallmark just so they could throw that Probably. line in there. Probably. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, he's he's kind of like outside the FBI guy, and he turns out to be a bad guy. You know what? And. It, did you, were you surprised he was? I was kind of surprised. And, well, the, the very first time I watched it, I was like, oh, those dirty sons of bitches. You well, got me. But the, power, the, yeah. the second time watching it, you know, after seeing it in the theater, um, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. I forgot. You know, and then, of course, you watch it several times after that. But I, revisiting the movie, I, st- I forgot it again. I'm he, like, yeah, oh, he reveals right, himself to be a bad guy. guy. And it's like, the only problem I have with that is I think they, they ruined the. the Kind of surprised when he meets with Powers Booth and just walks up to Powers Booth and starts talking to him. Oh yeah, I would be more surprised if he just turned on Van Dam. Yep. Kind of like uh, Rickman from Die Hard, you know, kind of like yep. a little bit like that. Yep. You know? That'd have been cool. But been cool. But anyways, it's fine, you know. No, no. I mean, most of the performances are pretty good. A lot of the bad guys are kind of cheesy and not the best of actors. No. The, the biggest problem with the bad guys is none of them are really memorable. And if you look at Die Hard. Well, if you compare it to that, Dyer, all of the criminals had something. They had friggin' Al Leone, the best, you know, and hey, Alexander, Gut- Alexander Gutenau. Oh, which is the, yeah. by far one of the best. And I, you know, this, I mean, Powers Booth is great, but all the other guys are pretty much interchangeable. I mean, here you had the Bono guy. He still sticks out. Um, They're know, all, the the, the yeah. big behemoth chick, you yeah. know, that, you know, played the mascot role. Um, the, the big tank dude that just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. That's kind of some of this movie. More terrorists just keep popping out. Yeah, they just keep like, popping out. Oh, you're here too, I guess. But yeah, no, I I know where you're going with that. I'm yeah, but so Van Damme starts, like you said, dis- disarming the bombs, and you know, and that was kind and of. And he cool. does a great job. Yeah, he. It's, he, it, he found he found a blueprint, and he was like, "If I was going to blow up the stadium, this is where I would plant them." He's see, a smart motherfucker, but he's a firefighter. See, so that's what I was going to say. That's why the suspension disbelief works, because yep. he should know those things. Right. He's a fire he's marshal. He's a fire marshal. He knows the danger areas in the place, and he should have, well, that's, that's a... So that's that made sense. That's where structure would come down. Yes, and that usually, was cool. Usually, usually like, what a bunch of bullshit. Right. Well, now, I think back in the day watching, I'm like, ah, come on, how the fuck would you know all that no, shit, you know? I never, I never really did. now, actually, you know, this, knowing what I know, I'm like, okay, I could take But I mean, like, if this was changed, and it was Bruce Willis as a cop... You'd be like bullshit. Cop ain't gonna know in no, the stadium. No, cop ain't gonna know that. No, but it, yeah, yeah. So it, it worked in the works. movie. It didn't feel ultra cheesy. No, it got a little, it got a little off when he started building all that shit. You know, like that. Yeah, that know. that part of it I didn't really understand when he's when he turned know, into MacGyver. The, the tube, yeah, and he's putting the little poison dart in there. Yeah, like come on, making making the weapons real quick and stuff, which you know. But oh well. I did. I did. The only one that worked was the one where he has the little. Uh, what was the little bottle that he oh, used the, for uh, lighter fluid or yeah, whatever, burns, right? Yeah, that's how he kills That makes sense, because, you know, that's, yeah, I could see him doing that. Sets the, the cricket FBI oh, guy great. on fire. I love that. I'm always good with a guy getting burned to yep. death. That's that fantastic. It's always nice. And then he comes back. Yeah, of course he does. That was like your diehard moment there. That was uh, Alexander Gudnoff. Yeah. So it's kind of a battle of wills between Powers Booth and Van Damme, obviously. They're, yep. You know, they're just 
talking on the phone most of the time. He's trying to stop the bombs, and Powers Booth is trying to stop him. And if you fuck up and get my children killed, I will come after you and fuck your life up. <laughs> he didn't say that exactly, but I enjoyed that line, especially when he's pulling out. This is the most explosive C4 on the planet. He kept, kept, keeps saying it. It's a great line. Oh, Comic relief, right? Yeah. Like Van Damme. Yeah, he's he's pretty solid in this for for Van Damme. I mean, he's pretty subdued, which right. is good. He plays it well, you know. And but but just when you think shit's gonna hit the fan, right? Then then we go into sudden death. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean the the money hasn't been transferred. They're about to, to Powers Booth is about to blow the whole stadium up. And you think some shit just happened, but it was the fireworks. Yeah, they go off. And, you know that still got me. I'm like, oh fuck this, right? Oh, it's just fireworks. Yeah. So for a second there, I'm like, shit, does a part of the building explode? It's been a while, but no, obviously not. Well, it wouldn't matter. Nobody would notice in this But I do, I do have to back it up, though, that it was great. Um, I mean, really back it up. At the beginning of the movie, Van Damme does that weird um, kind of sign language shit thing. Yes, you know, I Because his you. daughter's learning sign language, right? Yes. Um, so that, that was cool. It was kind of like, I love you yes. kind of signal that only his kids would understand. Um, and it, it was cool that he's getting chased by those two bad guys. Sweet. And he has to suit up because one of... Like the the goalies or whatever gets the flu or something. He's not feeling well, yes. so he has to come out of the game. So he suits up to go out on the ice as a distraction, to, you know, to basically. Well, he went to just hide on the bench, but then he got put in the game. He gets, yeah, he gets put in the game. Oh, that, that I love that scene. It was pretty cool because was, now he's was, on the ice and you have his POV, and then you hear, oh shit, oh yeah. shit, because they're coming his way, and he's like, stop him, stop. I thought the I love you was a little cheesy. A little cheesy, but it it kind of. It reestablished that his dad is a hero, yeah, and that his kids should look at him as a hero. I love that scene. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful sequence. And then I love how he just punches the guy to get. And then he punches it so he gets thrown out, <laughs> which I enjoyed. It's, it, I like the, the overacting coach, Tolliver. Yeah, what yes, the fuck yes. are you <laughs> Yeah, so uh, well played. That's one of my favorite sequences in the in the movie. And I don't yeah. know now because I'm a softie because I have kids of my own. Yeah, but it, it was great. Well, yeah, really. I. Uh, it's funny because when you like, see it younger, it was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of stupid. Exactly. And my daughter's only like less than two years old. Well, but you think about that when you see a little girl and they're trying to look up to her daddy right. and stuff yep. like that. It's like, you know, it's. Especially it's, in that situation on the ice because he played some ice skating back in the day. Yeah. You know, um, obviously it wasn't, you know, the uh, the pro hockey league, but I you know, enjoyed that. Most of the things, the callbacks in this movie come into the movie later and they, they feel natural. They don't right. Feel yep. Like yeah. It didn't feel forced at all. And, so you I, know, I, I like that. Um, yeah, so after that, there's obviously a lot of uh, fighting and shooting, and he's getting rid of the to get, get to the booth because at this point they've got the he's got the daughter at that point. Yeah, he's got the daughter up there, and, and Van Dam isn't having that. No, absolutely not. So he, how he gets to the gets to the booth is craziness. It's insane. He scales the side of the hockey yeah. arena to the roof. I mean, obviously, you know, firefighters, you have to kind of throw that. I'm not scared of heights. Yeah. Anymore. You know what I mean? But the whole Spider-Man crawl, I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. I would never do that. He's all over the place. Ever. Well, I guess, I don't know if your kids were in danger, but still, I can't climb no fucking building. Oh, man. Dude, you couldn't fall over a two-foot banister. <laughs> Back in the day, it's yeah. inside yeah. joke. I, st- I still can't. Yeah. Um, but no, that that was cool, man. It's, it's still kind of uh, a suspenseful sequence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, Of course, it's... there's a terrace on the... Which I kind of laughed the at. The tears all over the place. The guys just show up out of nowhere. Well, the guy that ate the fig newtons, he actually took down one of the helicopters when it tries to come in. 
Oh, that was him. Okay. That was him. I got mixed up because he but might... you never see him again, do you? After that, he might have been. Maybe was, was he the helicopter pilot? No, I could be wrong. He might. Like I said, be... the reason why is because a lot of these guys are interchangeable. Right. The bad. Guys. That's why you lose sight of them. They just kind of blend into the to the movie. In the back. Yeah. So he and anyways, Van Damme after this incredible heroic effort gets into the box, crashes into the box. Oh, which is fucking awesome because now the whole audience. Yeah. are witness to this. Yeah, to save his daughter. and he, he Powers, rings a bomb, Yeah, right? And Powers Booth escapes. Yes, he does. Temporarily. Best now, disguise ever. Powers, Powers Booth, to make his escape, puts on a disguise. How would you describe that disguise? Yeah. <laughs> look like my dad. <laughs> right, back in the day? A younger auto? With a really bad mustache. Oh, his, his mustache wig. was gigantic and that awful wig. And that leather jacket he's wearing, it just... Doesn't work at all. Well, it's funny because his daughter knows it's him because well, she put a funny. stamp on his hand. Of course, and she and it's like it. she somehow sees the stamp from, and he's like apparently in the, all the commotion, he's going to escape, and somehow he's ten feet away from them. Of course, for her to see the stamp. Of course, it, that was the one contrivance in this movie that is way right. Well, I love it that he, you know, he tells his kids, "You do not leave your seat, yeah. even if the roof is coming down yeah, and yeah. the building is falling down around you. You do not leave your seat." Which his kid replies like, "I didn't leave." And that's what Dad. happened. And that's what happens. And he didn't. And leave the, the house was coming down around the kidney stain. And I hated that kid. I wanted the building to come down in a many ways. <laughs> I wish a rafter would have yeah, fallen on that kid's head or something. You know. And then we get a Wilhelm scream in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's the same principle. It's like, okay, your dad just went through hell to get you. You stay by his fucking side. Yeah. And what did she do, Daddy? Daddy, I see him. And she just wanders off, and now you're captured again. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, but like I said, it's like. It's, it's so unbelievable that he's right there. It's like he should have been gone. It's, he's just like standing there. Oh, yeah. Right. But anyways. It, he, <laughs> Does that creepy look when he's going up the steps or whatever? I, uh, yeah, I mean, if he got away, we'd have to wait for Sudden Death 2, Sudden Death 2 Overtime or something like that. What would the sequel be called? I don't know. Another but, Sudden Death? Another Sudden Death. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it, that leads to, you know, the big helicopter scene. Oh God! Which is awesome. It's there. The movie is shot well. Peter Hyams is a very good. Director. He's he's, he's a, a good director. He did Time Cop. Yeah. He worked with. Van he's Dan also, I believe, Cop. his own director of photography. Yeah, and I, the the movie is shot well. Everything looks cool except for two scenes. <laughs> the cheesy um, cartoon explosion on the first helicopter. But that's not his fault. And when that helicopter goes down with Power Booth in yeah, it. Yeah, Power Booth. Yeah. It almost looks like stop motion it's in a very, way. It's very bad. Ooh. It's a neat idea. It's a, it's a great idea. I think it would have been better if, obviously, it was, obviously they didn't have the budget. Well, they did, this movie wasn't cheap. Well, it wasn't cheap, but... $35 million. That, they actually used the stadium yeah. for that sequence well, it's with a, a yeah. gigantic crane. But the stadium, yeah. that's why it, it looks the way it does. Because well, nowadays, if you would have shot the movie, I'm sure they would have done some cool CGI with the model. It would have been cooler if the helicopter would have crashed through the actual roof. If missed the opening, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but whatever. It's still still fun. It, it could have been a lot better, obviously. It would have sure. been a little more impactful if like the blades came in and started ripping up the roof, which were close to his legs or something. But yeah. still, oh, By the way, I just out of nowhere, so I just remember, it's Icy. Yes. Icy was the name of the... the Icy. Icy the mascot. But yeah, so well, anyway, Powers Booth ends up, you know... Getting the, the helicopter gets pulled into the stadium to his it explodes to his you know, and it's one of the funniest death scenes ever. 
Oh, he's, he screams, no! Because they show him going down in slow motion. The helicopter is pulled back into the stadium to explode on the ice, and it's done in slow motion. It's yep. probably a minute and a half scene. And they keep cutting to Powers Booth-like reaction, and yep. every time he goes, ooh, and then, like, ooh, and like over and over again. It's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It doesn't stop. It keeps doing that. It's like, it's hilarious. It's like they must have... You hear, it is hilarious. If you want to see this, if you Joshua want to Joshua Foss was a cool villain, but boy, he go out like a bitch. He did. But he, actually, this is on YouTube. Just look up like worst death scene ever. Yeah, that's it's on there. That's definitely one of them. Well, I don't think it's as bad as people say. I just think it's funny. It made me laugh. A terminated CIA officer and mastermind of the bloodthirsty terrorist. I, yeah. I just love his description here. Yeah, I was looking on Wikipedia and they've got all the, the cast members and stuff on there and like they they're like way they give way too much explanation for the characters. They do. Before like, we so, get to that quick yeah. though, what'd you think of the ending? What about just what I totally forgot the the movie just ended like that with him just getting pulled out on the stretcher. Yeah. My dad's a firefighter. What more was there though? It was sudden. It was. It would have been. It was sudden. You know, I thought sudden, it, it was very sudden. There you go. Well, but, but no, it, but I don't know. I just expected a little more closure or something. It would have been cool if possibly you know it would have faded out and then you had something with him and the kids or something. You know, would have been cooler if his kids ran up and hugged him and it freeze framed. You know, freeze frame makes no. every movie better. No, dangerous, dangerous men. Freeze frame. Oh God, no way. It should have ended on the daughter's face. I'm gonna put spiders in your pants or whatever the fuck. Put it in your mouth. Put in your mouth. That was what. Wow. That, that just took a turn, Joe. Sorry. Whatever. One of Powers was threatens to put. He puts a uh, put spiders, spiders in, in your mouth. mouth. Yeah. Yeah, in your mouth. That's right. That's what he said. Um, yeah. Creepy. It was. It was a quick ending, but it wasn't like I don't think it was crazy. But yeah, it was. You know, what else is there gonna be? Oh, um, yeah. They're happy. Dad's the hero, and. You know. That's my father. He's a firefighter. They get to go home to their, their stepdad, who's a super cool guy. The, the worst part of the movie is the credits. The credits suck. They're yeah. so generic in this movie. Beginning or end? The, the, the beginning and the end. But the beginning especially. Dun, 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 dun. It almost looked like they used the time cop credits. For the make, most part. Makes Probably sense. Was. Yeah, the same, same director. director. But... You know, now it would have been like gigantic red letters coming and smashing sudden death, and it would have exploded or some shit like that, or like on a like a freaking ice is some icing. <laughs> awesome. Be shattered with like a puck or something. Right? Or, I mean, why not? Or the puck goes by and it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the cheesy Lethal Weapon three beginning? Yes. Oh, yeah. Can never forget that. But All right. So, uh, let's uh, should we do background? Or do you want to give a review first? Or score on it well no you can do some background stuff on it um, all right well how, what, this movie like i said was was had a pretty good budget what was the budget on this thing? i had a 35 million see i could not find a budget here production budget na <coughs> but the movie did open up on december 22nd at the eighth spot only pulling in four million some dollars there was there was some competition there it was yeah 35 million it only made like 20 million in the U.S. It did really well domestic. Waiting I mean, uh, to Exhale was number one. Toy Story, that makes sense. Jumanji. Jumanji Grumpy Old Man. Heat. Heat. Father of the Bride Part Two. Sabrina. Yeah, snooze. Tom and Huck. Yeah, I remember we saw Heat the week before. Tom and Huck, was that directed by The Mummy? Stephen 
I don't think Summers? I, I don't think I know Tom and Huck. I, I, I have to I have to double check that. But boy, what a shit movie! Cutthroat Island was on there. Shanghai Triad. Goldeneye was still out. Yeah. Wow. They were still pulling in two million dollars. Yeah. So this movie didn't do real well here, but in the um, internationally, it did Money really Train. Well. <laughs> Money Train. What a piece of shit. No, this this movie made pretty good bank around the world. It ended up doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I it made like a total million. of sixty. Yeah, sixty four million, which is decent uh, for a, especially for a Van Damme movie. A, yeah, for him, a Die Hard. Yeah. Why not? I mean, this was and this was kind of the last last big movie that Van Damme did. Yeah, and it sucks that it tanked domestically because I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the character. I too, I, but I mean, I can see it. it, it it's you know also kind of like they've look done how many so movies, many of these. Yeah, look how many movies came up before it. And it's, you know, you, you have Van Damme, you know. I mean, maybe if he made this movie earlier in his career, you know, but there's so many, like, Lionheart and Hard yeah. Target, which people just shit all over that one. Yeah. I, I love it. I, it's know. so cheesy. But it's, you know, that's he just made a name for himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought this movie double would... impact. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he did. I think he did like, like Double Team and stuff like that. It was still theater movies, but they never. Oh made yeah, any Double money. Team wasn't that what the basketball? Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah. god, shit! That movie sucked. He still did, but I mean, he didn't did do he make a movie called Knockoff too. Yep. Right. Yeah. I saw funny. that in theater. It's sad that I have to admit that. Don't forget Universal Soldier Two: The Return. Yeah. Yeah. So really, this was the last Van Damme theater movie that I liked. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, I'm not counting Expendables. That was. But two out of all of his movies that are visited now, I mean, this one is my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's sudden death, then hard target, uh, time cop, and then of course, then it gets into the you know the yeah, Lionheart's kickboxer. This and time cop, I think, are on a high level, and you know, yeah. hard target too. But you know, they're they're all pretty good. Hard target spray is most interesting. And they're all the all Universal movies. Yep, I think it was part of his. I think he had a three picture deal. With it's no Street Fighter. It's yeah. No Quest. That's right. That was too. That was Universal too. Well, I love watching the opening uh, sequence of the Quest. Boy, is that great! I don't. Yeah. You want a coffee, old man? So again, this was directed by Peter Himes, who did uh, Time Cop as yes. well. He kind of had to be talked into doing this movie. Van Damme had to talk him into it. Really? Yeah. He's actually, yeah. He, he's, Why? He, he didn't like the story. Okay. thought the story was kind of generic, which, you know, it kind of is. It's been done. It just, you know, it's a different, different take on it. But Now, I, yeah, I read some interesting things. This, yeah, the film was written by Gene... Quintano, yes, based on a story by Karen. What is it, Elsie Baldwin or something? Elsie Baldwin. Yeah, and she, I believe, she was married to the yeah, owner of the yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, that's how they got got into this the stadium. Who was a Howard Baldwin, who was a co-producer. No that's shit. How they got into the stadium, got all this, the footage and stuff. Because I mean, that's pretty cool about this movie. Because they have, you know, well, yeah, and that was another real. interesting fact that they were actually going to use footage. Um, what was it from? From an October 1 game opener between Pittsburgh and Chicago. Yeah. But the game was delayed due to a lockout or something, so they arranged an exhibition game, and they had players from Pittsburgh and Chicago, but apparently the display didn't look correct because it didn't have the same intensity of a normal hockey game. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool that then they actually brought in players from uh, Johnstown Chiefs and the Wheeling Thunderbirds. Of the East Hockey League or whatever. Yeah, and they also didn't have enough money to pay extras, so they That's put a bunch scene. of they put a bunch of cardboard. They did. They had two 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 to about three thousand extras or whatever, and then they had a bunch of cardboard cutouts, and the stadium seemed like it, had, it was housing seventeen thousand. They did a good job because I never yeah. knew. Nope, never knew it. 
And I've seen movies where they've done that. I've actually seen cardboard bo- cardboard <coughs> people in there. It, it was well done. Yeah, so they, they pulled that off pretty well. You watch uh, the original Rocky movie. Check out the crowd in there. You will see the worst-looking cardboard cutouts ever. I can believe that. That That is hilarious. Because that was definitely done cheaply. Oh, yeah. It's funny that the the uh, audience is always shot in the dark, you know, for the most part. So you only see, like, the first three rows. Oh, yeah. Not as bad so, as Commando. All the, the cardboard, cardboard mannequins stand there when the explosions are going off. That was friggin' awesome. So did you see who was considered for this movie originally? For the villain role? No, for the main role. Oh, no. Originally, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? Sylvester Stallone. And get this, Bruce Willis. Of course. Well, it's funny cause It's funny that you should bring that up because a lot of the Die Hard formula movies always kind of get pitched to Bruce. Speed was pitched to Bruce oh to God. be Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's, that was supposed to be Die Hard with said, a Vengeance. It said Schwarzenegger turned down the role because he just, just filmed uh, True Lies and Junior back-to-back and he wanted a break. Okay. Stallone turned, a role, turned it down because he didn't like the quality of the script, which was like... Pretty funny since what he do Judge Dredd after that. So rewrite it. No, but, Stallone. but the but funny you, thing you, was is Bruce Willis turned down the part because he was already working on Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. I'm like, it's amazing that Bruce would have done this movie at the time. That's interesting. So he, I don't know. I mean, these are it, all. It could have been. It could have been the third Die Hard, for the most part. Yeah. Except he's a cop working. I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't see any of those guys in this role. I don't want to see Bruce Willis in another. Especially Schwarzenegger. No, no, not in, not in another. That so, would be so generic. Which, which is kind of shitty because, you know, you get to a good day, die hard, and that feels the farthest from a die hard movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Fine. If you want to do that, just make this another die hard movie. Right. Right. Just change it. He's not a. Not a exactly. You could just do that. I mean, you could. It's, it's a dire situation. Though, could you see Schwarzenegger in this role? I could not. I could. How? You change it some, but I could see. He it. would almost have to have lost some weight and dropped some of the muscles to play this role because it, it would not be a believable. Schwarzenegger was still. He was still at the top of the world. He could. He could have pulled it off. Where you would have bought in '95. I think so. He was getting to the tail end. So nine. Okay, yeah. '94 was True Lies. True Lies, True Lies just came out. Which wasn't his biggest hit out there. He was still hot from that movie. That was a weird summer in 94. Yeah. Forrest Gump, Speed. I'm not saying saying he would have been a good choice. I'm just saying I wouldn't be like, oh, I could never see that. Stallone, no. Not like when Clint Eastwood was supposed to be in Die Hard or whatever that people were talking about. I'm like, that just wouldn't have worked. (laughs) That's that's hilarious. Would have changed history. I mean, just think about it. And that was based on the novel Nothing Lasts Forever. Don't give that away. That'll be for when we do Die Hard. That'll be down the line. Forget that I said that. Yeah. Forget everything you know or, or think you know. <laughs> this movie didn't do well on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 52%. 52, yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think... Um, Powers I, Booth, Van Damme, you can't go wrong. It's yeah. good entertainment. I mean, Roger Ebert said that sudden death isn't about common sense. It's about the manipulation of action and special effect sequences to create a thriller effect. And at that, it's pretty good. I think that's a good review. That's fine. I mean, it's, and again, he likes Speed Two Cruise Control. So fuck you, Roger Ebert. <laughs> so what do you? He probably know? gave this a thumbs down and Speed Two a thumbs up. Uh, two thumbs up. God, oh. I can't wait till we do that on the show. You know what? We're gonna watch that shit live. A live viewing, okay. A live viewing because I've never seen it. I've still never seen it. Fucking sucks. I stayed far away. Oh my away. god, we're gonna die. Fucking. <laughs> 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 hey, there's a novelization of this. Did you know? I did not know that. And there's also an audio book. Oh, tell me that it's Get, read by 
Powers boots. Can I get so this? I so need to find okay, this. Okay, we need to find this and actually. Also, you probably didn't. Pick I'd, this I'd up. actually buy that and you know listen to it on the way home. Yeah, well, another thing you probably didn't pick up. I got this right away. The guy who plays the vice president named his name is Raymond J. Barry. He's kind of a character actor. Okay. Yeah. He was also in another movie with Powers Booth two years earlier. Rapid, Rapid Fire. Fire. You're right. There you go. Rapid Fire. The, you know, one of the last and movies. And the late Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Fuck, I miss Brandon Lee. See, back in the day, me and Tom were huge fans of Shinobi, the video game. Sega. Um, the, which I believe that game came out about, what, 86, 85, 86, somewhere around there? Somewhere around there. Um, and w- we would always kind of think about like a, a storyline. Like, wouldn't this be cool to turn this into a movie? And back in the day, we're like, yeah, we can have Brandon Lee play Joe Musashi. He was kind of the up-and-coming guy. And, you know, and then The Crow comes out, it's fucking huge, but obviously he died, you know, during the filming of that. But that's sad, because... Because The Crow was going to be his breakthrough oh, movie. Dude, and... It, and I think it would have worked. It would have worked. I, I really believe he would have shot the stardom after that movie. Yeah, well, now they're uh, doing the actual Shinobi game or movie now, too. Now they're doing it, and you know it's what? Be you know what? Now's our time to just leave everything behind and go to Hollywood. And you say, we will direct this movie. We were born to direct this we, movie. It's, we, we should pitch that. We've got... Th- 30 years of legacy on this movie. You know, I, we, we could write a quick uh, story arc for the for the film. Absolutely. I could do the artwork for it. We can create storyboards. That'd be phenomenal. Just go in and pitch it. How cool. All right, we're, we're leaving tomorrow, guys. We're, we're going to Hollywood. We, we are quitting our day jobs, and we are going to go to Hollywood. This could become like a, like a TV show. I, I think so. You know? Finding Joel Silver. Project Greenlight, too. <laughs> Finding Mr. Joel Silver. You like that? Joel Silver, we need you to produce this movie. I hope Joel Silver is just like his representation in True Romance. Oh, I, I think I think back day we wanted uh, Jerry Bruckheimer to produce the movie or something like that. We would run it by like, oh, it has uh, to be huge and epic. Those are the days. Would that have been a big budget pictures promo- production? Maybe. <laughs> what was that movie called that we did back in the day? It was something with the Jamaican... <laughs> Killer on a rampage. Killer on a rampage. There's a killer on the rampage. <laughs> Don't have no fear. Eddie Grant. Eddie Grant. Electric M. Killer on a rampage. I have no fear. I've got to. I've got to get that going here now. Yeah, must cue it off, dude. Yeah, after you're up. Yeah, it, it, we had some back fun. in the day. Uh, Tom had a nice video camera. <laughs> nice for the time. Well, for the time, you know, it like recorded on the gigantic VHS tapes. <laughs> um, Editing was impossible. Oh, it, it, totally impossible. But we would go out and shoot at nighttime, no lighting whatsoever. So everything we filmed, you couldn't see shit. And we would play this song, like, hey, that sounds pretty good. Because we had no way of editing we the wanted, sound yeah, we like, oh, over the actual about a killer video. on a rampage. It'll be perfect. So. We just like filmed strangers walking down the street. We did from your car we playing did. that song. We were awesome. So yeah, Eddie Grant did Electric Avenue. That's the one song you know yes. of his, and this one you don't know, but we do, and soon you will too. Here's a little musical interlude. <laughs> look at that outfit he's wearing on the cover. Well, our, our listeners can't look at it, but he's wearing like a it like, like a, a weird bike yeah. outfit or something. This sounds so badass, doesn't it? Is he- just think of it, folks. Steven Seagal, Killer on a Rampage. The sequel to Mark for Death. I love it. Another Jamaican fan. <laughs> Last time. Thank you, my love, for you. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Don't have no fab. <laughs> <laughs> Wounds on the street, got his eyes on you. 
What, what was it? There was twins in Mark for Death, right? That Steven Seagal killed? And he was like, yes. Hey, thank God they went triplets. Absolutely. Mark, we've got to But be maybe Mark there are triplets. I think I'm spoiling. I think Mark for Death should be our first Steven movie. I know. I love Hard well, to I Kill. Well, I think we'll do it. We'll do Mark for Death. We'll review that, but we'll do a live um, recording of Hard to Kill. How's that sound? Shouldn't we do the live on Mark for Death? It's yeah. so much cheesier. It's cheesier, but it'd be a, a better movie to just go in and rip apart and review hey, it. Hey, uh, fans of the show, let us know what you think. Which you guys, you guys review? be the judge. Which, which live? We, which should we do live and yep. which should we review? I like that. That okay, works. Fantastic. So we've completely lost hit control. Us, of hit that. us up on Facebook. Man's Man Film Review. <laughs> oh, hello. We're losing our minds here. Hello, Clarice. Well, where's Sean Connery? Is he going to make an appearance here? He always tells us. He always gives us good feedback. You know, I don't know. Ask oh. him what he thought of this movie. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll, you know? we'll, we'll get to get to Sean. Well, maybe... Oh no, Sean's Sean's in retirement. It takes he him, is in retirement. It takes so him a sad. long time to walk down the hallway to come into our recording. He quit studio. after that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> what sucks, man? Because God, it would have been great if he would have made an appearance in the last Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, I, I uh, this. Oh, it's, I've got Sean. Here's what Sean says. All right, hey Here's Sean. What Sean says. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> Punch those keys. <laughs> if you ever come back to my country, I'm going to fuck your ass. <laughs> Sorry. You can't resist that. No. Sean Connery should have said the lines in Lethal Weapon 2. He should have. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Which was on my honorable mention for sequels, by the way. We never actually got to that. There it is. Get the fuck out of my country. Why? Why would you do that to somebody? Fantastic. Silver always had a lot of gay innuendo type lines in his movies, right? He did. He did. The Roadhouse one's the worst. Used to fuck men like you in prison. That's what the the biggest, the worst put down in history. Wow. It's like really. If I was, I mean, Patrick Swayze should have been like, ooh. So you're a tough guy. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Jesus, big fan in the shower room or something. Absolutely. God Almighty. The Roadhouse. What a what a film. We'll get to it. Absolutely, we'll get we'll to it for sure. It. There's no doubt. Pat- All right, what, well, let's let's review this sucker. What do you what do you give Sudden Death, Joe? Oh, dude, I gotta go five stars, man. Five stars? It's a fun movie. Holy smokes! It's a fun. You're movie going for over, me. you're going over the top in five over stars. Unbelievable! <laughs> yeah, I I give this a high right review too. I'm giving it four. Okay, very nice. Which makes sense because it's Van Damme. Van Damme dancing for four stars. <laughs> I mean, when you give it five stars and I give it four stars, we're not saying this is like. No, it's not the best movie ever made, but just for me, entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's good entertainment. It's good popcorn. It, it certainly is. And, and the movie, it ages pretty well. Yeah, outside it of those two sequences of the helicopter dropping yeah. and the generic 
animation explosion. It's a lot of fun. I think the the bad Rotten Tomato score is way undeserved. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. What's really weird is if you go to Wikipedia.com, they have a theatrical release poster as the image here for Sudden Death, and they have the tagline all fucked up. It says, action goes in at overtime. I have no idea when they changed that because the original theatrical release poster had it as terror goes in at overtime. Yeah. So Since this was 95, there must have been some type of terror situation where must they changed have it. And that might have been for a foreign country, too. Or Could be. Could be. Action goes into overtime. Not for 45 minutes. <laughs> no. Yeah, like I said, Van Damme doesn't, apparently doesn't fight somebody until 37 minutes into the movie. Who, but you know what? It's the testament to this is a decent movie because you yeah. don't care. Who so. is your favorite actor in the movie? Well, Powers Booth, by Yeah, far. best Not performance. Powers Booth. And Albert the Cook is the worst. <laughs> we, we was it Albert or Andrew? Was it Oh, Albert? Andrew, I'm sorry. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew sorry, Andrew. God, it, it's just terrible. He, he, he reminded me of like a... Artist uh, instructor, yeah. right in college, not a chef. I was talking to you about this earlier, but the worst acting he does in this movie is he, when he's taken upstairs to the vice president, uh, <laughs> and, and they shoot everybody. He starts doing this weird, like miming thing because he's all scared because they're. And shooting. he looks back. Yeah, before? he's looking around. Okay. Just watch a guy. It's like he looks like he's completely helpless. I'm like, what is he doing? He was. Would it have been great if he would have pulled out like his knife set and whipped yeah. it at Power's Booth, but Power Booth caught one of the knives? That would have been awesome. That'd been awesome. Threw it right back at him. Yep. I, and then he said, that's Nobody not a, beats me in the kitchen. That's fucker. not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. This is a knife. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. So yes, there with me. He was a great actor. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to give this movie three stars, but I really, I, was, I thought, it, yeah, I'm going to give it three stars because it, it's an enjoyable movie. It, it just bumped up in my book. I enjoyed it. Cause, yeah. Because it, it passed like the 20 year test. It's been 20 years. And yeah, it's still, and it works. Yeah, it's still it enjoyable. There are some Van Damme movies you watch again, and you're like, okay, oh, well, why yeah. did I like this? The ones from the 80s especially. Yeah, but there's like Steven Seagal movies that are like that as well, you know, that don't age well. There's certain of his films where you're like, okay, Under Siege. Van, yeah, yeah. You know, that's fucking a great movie. Go back and watch it. But it's got friggin' Tom funny. Lee Jones in it. Well, I know, Gary Busey. It's, it, it, is an, it is an Andrew Davis film. The best kind of like movies like this for limited actors like Seagal and Van Damme are is when they put them with good actors. Yeah. That can kind of take away from take kind of the heavy lifting away from him. True. I mean when you've got Van Damme in a movie like Double Impact where he has to carry the entire movie, it's not gonna get very far. Right. At least back at this time. I you know, but when you put Seagal in a movie with Gary Busey and, you know, Tommy Lee Jones, it's gonna be decent. Well, I mean plus Andrew Davis, yeah, I mean he directed uh, Above the Above the Law. Yeah. Which is a great movie. Code of Silence, which is probably the best Chuck. Code of Silence, yeah. Yeah. But I mean it's, it's kind of it. And you know I'm not saying Powers Booth is the greatest actor, but he's no. a good foil in this. Oh, really yeah, good, big you know, time. Big he's time. a great character actor. You know, and I, I but I'm just saying, like, movie. for Van Damme's acting abilities in the 90s, right, after all the shit that he's made before this movie, he does a good job. Yeah. You know, he actually acts in the film. Yeah, he does a good Outside job. of, like, his normal... I will agree. And I mean, you know? even the part in the beginning with the, with the little girl and dying, it's 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 a believable. It's scene. a believable sequence. You can see the emotion, and I mean, yeah. like, that was one of the times I said, "Wow, Van Damme's actually doing a pretty good job." Here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that says something. And when you, if you see JCVD, you'll see that too. I have to check. Is that on Netflix or not? Probably not. Okay, it's probably pretty easy to find, but it's it's an interesting movie because it's cool. kind of like real life. I, I love them in Expendables too. Yeah. He did an awesome job in that movie. He was enjoyable. In that he for was sure. really good. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely one to check out. It's very enjoyable. Yep, absolutely. Well, let's let's uh, talk about our next one. We've got a very special one coming up next. I cannot wait. And we've got a very special guest to come and review it because it could not be done just by us. 
we are from uh, kind of the Madison, Wisconsin area. There was a f- movie made here about you know, 30 years ago in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, Ooh, which is you know about nice. 20 miles from from here. So we'll get your trailer here in a second. Wisconsin is known for its serial killers and really and really cheesy movies. Yeah. So hang on a second here. Let's cue up the trailer. Ah. Creepy man. But not nice people. Oh no. Oh. Nasty people. What the fuck? And we know some awfully nasty people. That's his talking teddy bear. That tells him to kill people. I don't know what I'm watching here. What in the fuck was that? We all have to go sometime. Ron Jeremy? Miss <laughs> Livingston. Yes, you know. Oh, Miss Livingston. Pretty awful mess. What's left of her? Julie, a truly, a truly unforgettable film. In the pit. The pit. Wow. Tell me you're excited to watch this one. I right now. can't wait. Boy, that fucking kid actor annoys the piss out of me. <laughs> but okay, so it's it's a teddy bear that's obviously demonic and evil. It talks to the kid yeah. and it forces him to throw things into a hole in the backyard. Like a, he's got like that's a hole in the backyard. It's got like Trolls, oh, and trolls. Stuff. They're of called trollologs, I think. Uh, so, and they eat people. Is is this the one that you're telling me where he literally tells like one of his? Uh, don't don't spoil anything. I mean, this guy. Go long. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, all, right. Yes. all right. I'm not gonna say anymore. Okay. We'll we will wait. Yes. So we're wow. gonna we're gonna that sp- looked like a pile of fucking shit trash. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's very enjoyable, and we're gonna have our, awesome have our good friend of the show, Big Mike Mike, come on here and review it with us because he's from he lives in Beaverdale. Not from Beaver Day, but Lucifer. And this was filmed 30 years ago? 30 years ago. Really? He can maybe tell us some of the locales in there. Nice. You know, I turned him on to this movie like, when he knew it in Beaver Day. Did you know they filmed the movie there? And I'm like, a really bad one. Wow. And he's he's a horror movie fan too, so I'm like, That's you've got to see this. It's right up your alley. So d- does he know like certain sites in Beaver Dam where I, they actually filmed? He should be able to help us because, okay. yeah, it was, I think it was all filmed in Beaver Dam. It's, nice. It's, it's a Canadian film. A Canadian film. Because you can film, tell the teddy bear's kind of got a Canadian. You know, yeah, a little bit. He's got something going on. It's there. it's a twisted little movie. It's kind of like yeah, like I said, it's like it's a bit like an after school special. Like pretty. Yeah, going to hell. So it looked like Ted three. It, Ted goes to hell. It, it's something else. That'd be awesome if they actually did a Ted three based on this movie. That'd be so funny. You never know. Or at least had a Seth, flashback. Seth MacFarlane grabs a lot of weird stuff. Seth, you know? if you're listening, you must do this. Well, we, why don't you watch it first, and we'll see what you think about it. So. <laughs>
Holy cow, we've gone a long time here, Joe. One hour and 50 minutes, a new we've, record. We've, we've talked, we've actually watched movies that were shorter than this. <laughs> this, so, is, this is a longer running time than Sudden Death. Yeah, this is crazy. Oh, no, I, I lied. Sudden Death is an hour and 51 minutes, so oh, we're, 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 we're creeping up. We're pretty we're much getting there. Let's put our plugs in. Yeah, definitely go to the Facebook page, Man's Man Film Review. And yep, definitely. Man's Man Film on Twitter and check us out. Vote for which Steven Seagal movie you would rather um, have us record live, either Hard to Kill or Mark for Death. Yeah. Let us know. We'll do that in the future. But the pit's coming up next. It's going to be very exciting. Fantastic. So. With that, we are out. We are. Thank you for enduring this. Yes. And uh, double the van damage. <laughs> Wolf <laughs> I remember when we tried to be quiet over these things and now Not anymore. Because you're the man now, dog. These are like the bonus deleted scenes. You know. Who, Van Damme? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Alright, repeat the sudden death. Shut it off.